Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, June 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Fire ripped through a Chester County apartment building early Tuesday, leaving dozens displaced. The fire broke out at about 1.45 in the morning at the Renew at Glenmore Apartment Complex at 600 Ardsley Place in West Vincent Township. Fire officials said the firefighters arrived uh, to heavy flames that were shooting through the roof of one of the buildings. A second alarm was called before the fire was placed under control just before 3 a.m. Officials said at least 38 units have been damaged and approximately 70 residents have been displaced. The Red Cross is working to assist displaced residents. Firefighters are still active at the scene working to contain several hotspots. No injuries have been reported at this time and there's no word yet on what might have sparked the blaze. Philadelphia now holds the dubious distinction of having the worst bed bug problem in the country. Was it did it used to be New York? <laughs> just just have your wife call me and we can just go die somewhere together. No, That's no. Right. I do not want her to talk to anybody about this. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, were listen, we ground zero? I, we're ground zero now. That's based on the number of service calls conducted last year. But Terminix says that bed bugs are not only problems at homes, that they are serious pests uh, during summer travel, which is what we've talked about. We know this, that they kind of like hitchhike in your luggage and stuff like that. So the company says uh, don't just check the hotel room mattress and sheets for the apple seed size bugs. Also look for cream-colored nymphs and small translucent eggs. Cream-colored nymphs? dying. Dying. Cream-colored nymphs? <laughs> terrible. I've never and heard of that. small ter- translucent eggs? Yes. Mm. Uh, they recommend hanging all clothes, not using the furniture drawers, storing suitcases on a luggage rack, and immediately washing clothes in hot water. <laughs> when you get home. Listen to them. They're coming for you, Kathy. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> The worst bed bug problem in the country, right here yeah, in man. Philadelphia. Another one to hang our hat on. Wow, Jesus. lovely. Well, you know, I feel like Make at up? least we won something. No, oh. no, 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 no. I feel like it's the rest of the country dropping their crap off here. I don't necessarily <laughs> think this is our fault. They just bring it here. It, it is. It is our problem. You think but we ended up not... as we inherited it from the other, the rest of the country, from the rest of the Coming country, to the airport and uh, slobbing things up. Thanks yeah. a lot, America. I love it. Yeah. I'm going with that. It can't be here, right? No, no, it's of not course us. not. What no, a, what a, what it's fine. It's our problem. It's not our fault. Uh huh. Okay. And you, and you base this on what? Because. No empirical Everybody evidence whatsoever. Their stuff here. Because it's coming to our <laughs> hotels. Who in Philadelphia is no, no. going? Yes. It doesn't matter. It's not just hotels. This is the calls that Terminus said they go out to homes. He's really trying to. <laughs> yeah, I know. So <laughs> we had it one. here, though, and here is. We're hotel. going and getting it at other cities' hotels and then bringing it back home. All right. Okay. I'll go with it. Come a woman on. with ties to the Delaware Valley took Jeopardy star James Holtzauer on Monday yeah. night. Took Thank him down. God. Holtzauer's record-breaking 32-game winning streak came to an end when 27-year-old Chicago librarian Emma Betcher uh, b- uh, emerged victorious. Betcher is a Paoli Chester County native and a Conestoga High School graduate. She now lives in Chicago and is a librarian. Casey couldn't handle seeing his underbite anymore. Oh, it was driving him crazy. Stupid oh, smile. I liked him. Oh, my. I liked him. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was. I thought it was creepy in the beginning, and yeah. uh, but listen, the guy set about eleven Jeopardy records, all time records. So it's very methodical, it, it, not very hurting. mechanical. Yeah. yeah, and actually, she was as well. Oh yeah. And so she was um, very surgical. She got the daily doubles. 
and uh, she, she won the only way that anybody could beat him. Did she? W- and she went all in on her first daily double, which is the only way to do it. By the way, this guy has now James has changed the way that people will play that game yes. from here on out. Wow. For yes. all these decades that that game has been played the way that it is, the other people le- after they got wind on how his strategy, what he was doing. They all adapted to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and randomly going around picking the higher uh, the higher valued questions or answers first and then diving in on those daily doubles. You're exactly right. People will, from now on, I'll bet you, play the game that way. Well, you'd be dumb not to because yeah. you saw how successful he was. Yeah. You also have to have a, the smart. you got to be smart. Yeah. 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 Uh, the show's final clue was the, uh, the lines of great reckoning in a little room in As You Like It is usually taken to refer to the author's premature death. Both Betcher and Holtower correctly answered who was Christopher Marlowe. Betcher won the game with $46,801. Uh, he finished in second place with $24,799. And, and as Trebek noticed, it was an uncharacteristically low bet for him on yeah, Final yeah. Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. he wanted to get out. I, I was Maybe. wondering that, Brett. I thought the same thing. But no, I, I, he's such a competitor. I he mean, want the record. Yeah, you know, and he at least he, and then maybe get out. He but. hadn't beaten Ken Jennings' number in in number yeah. of wins or number of dollars. So I think he wanted to beat that. And by the way, this girl, uh, Kathy, you mentioned went to Conestoga High School, which is where I went to high school, yeah. and she grew up in the same town as me in, in Paoli. I have a few family connections to her, so we're trying to get her on the show later today. That'd be cool. Wonderful oh, that today, cool. maybe. Hopefully today. Yeah. She lives in Chicago now, as, as Kathy mentioned, yeah. but uh, she grew up in this area. Okay. I think he bet so little because it didn't matter. Had he doubled his bet, he still would have lost. So I think he was just playing like... If he had gone all in, he would have had a... a, Which he could have. But ultimately, there were stories leading up to it. Now, mind you, this was shot a while ago. It wasn't like it was shot on on Monday. Yeah, so so ultimately, what what he's been... There have been stories floating that his kids... Or his, I guess his girl, his little girl, mm-hmm. was sad that he was away doing the show a lot. Uh, yeah. Kathy, she bet just enough that she would have beat him. Had he doubled his money, she would have beat him by $1. If she got oh, it no, right. If she, yeah. if she got it right. right. Okay, all right, so she had the upper hand. I don't know, but for him, you, she was playing so well, and she was... Sm- She's clearly smart. So that's probably what it, he was banging yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma dominated her warm-up games that day, and I knew she would make an extremely tough challenger, uh, said Holtower. I was still incredibly impressed by her courage on the true daily double. I'm proud that it took a top-level player at her absolute best to eliminate me. Holtower won, uh, had won over $2.4 million through Friday's episode, leaving him a little more than $58,000 shy of Jennings' 2004 record. Holtower does hold two second-place records for the most consecutive wins on Jeopardy and the most cash earnings during a regular season. Ken Jennings still holds the record for both. And by the way, he'll be back for countless mm-hmm. uh, other championships. Tournament, the, the tournaments year. of champions. Yeah, yeah. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Padres last night in San Diego. Manny Machado hit a grand slam to lead the Padres to an 8-2 win. Aaron Nola allowed six runs and eight hits in five and a third innings and walked three for his first the loss of the season. That? The Phillies also lost center fielder Andrew McCutcheon to a sprained left knee in the first what inning. The is this? Okay. Uh, he'll have an MRI later today. The series continues tonight. Jared Eikhoff gets the start. Game time is at 10-10. The Blues beat the Boston Bruins last night. Yeah. In San Diego. 
four to two. Ryan O'Reilly scored the opening goal 43 seconds in and the game winner with nine minutes and 22 seconds left. The Blues won a chaotic game four to tie the series at two games apiece. Last night's game was a back-and-forth thriller with Boston's Tukarask and St. Louis's Jordan Bennington, each giving up rebounds for lots of score chances and scrums. Game five is Thursday night in Boston. Former St. Joe's men's basketball coach Phil Martelli is heading to Michigan as a yeah. new assistant coach for the Wolverines. Martelli, that um, is cool. Martelli will work under new University of Michigan men's basketball head coach uh, Juwan Howard. The news comes more than two months after Martelli was fired as head coach of the Hawks. 64-year-old Martelli became head coach at St. Joe's in 1995 after 10 years as an assistant. And the NBA Finals continue tomorrow night in Oakland as the Golden State Warriors will host the Toronto Raptors in Game 3. That series is tied at one game apiece. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kev. we got a lot of stuff to do uh, today. Uh, first, something that we skipped out on yesterday and we should have done. Thank you to whoever left the note. Was it you, Marissa, to make sure that we did this? Uh, we need to flip over the calendar because uh-huh. we are now into the month of June, four days in, so I apologize for the tardiness, but it's never too late. Uh, we say goodbye to our cover girl, Shay, who is Miss May, and we move on to one of my favorite pictures in the calendar. I know you shouldn't have your favorites, but no, no, no. definitely one of my absolute favorites. For the month of June, we welcome the amazingly beautiful Elena from Voorhees, New Jersey. And Elena, I'll show That's you guys a picture to remind you. Excellent picture. It's and she's a sweetheart. Wonderful photo of this uh, young lady wearing a, what would you call this color? Not quite purple. Uh, uh, lavender? Lavender is a better. Uh, yeah, that's good. Lavender. Yeah, colored uh, lingerie or bikini. I can't quite tell. Sometimes, you know, the lines are blurred. <laughs> and, and, and our eyes are blurred. And the inset uh, is her wearing a, uh, an orange top with a uh, turquoise bottom. And uh, she's undoing that because she needs to get a little more comfortable. It's a little warm in there. <laughs> Let's take that off. Uh, but anyhow, these are wonderful photos, and she gets 30 days in the month of June to be hanging on their wall or wherever this may be. So make sure that you take the calendar and flip that over and welcome Elena from Voorhees, New Jersey. Totally office calendar girl, 2019, the month of June. Another thing that we need to do is announce our winner for Coolest Teacher, and this will be uh, for... Where do we have Abington Senior High School? Yeah. And uh, we thank everybody who texted in and let us know who just kind of stood above and beyond the others for this year. And we are happy to announce a winner at Abington Senior High School. The coolest teacher deemed by the student body is Mr. Sean Simmons. Yeah. I had a feeling. You did? Yeah. We're holding out for Mr. Simmons. Thinking Mr. Simmons. He is an English teacher, and not only that, he's the chess coach as well for the chess team. Is this the first chess coach we've ever had? That, as far as I know. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I, I don't recall. And uh, this year, Abington High School Chess won the national championship. Wow. At this year's U.S. Chess Federation's National Tournament. How about that? Go Pawns. Wow. Congratulations. That's cool. So, Mr. Simmons, if you have a moment to give us a call this morning, we would love to officially bestow upon you all the spoils of being the coolest teacher of the year, which would be, of course, coffee mug and some crockpot food. It's still spoils. And it's uh, the coolest teacher of the year, coffee mug from the President's Youth Show. And what a crock, meals.com, $50 gift card, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think Nick is up next, isn't he, Casey? All right, let's have Casey take the food container to the other side of the studio. Nick is going to read. Wouldn't it be wild if he got Conestoga, his own school, because or, of this victory and uh, on yes, Jeopardy and everything? Yes. Let's see what he gets, Nick. I did not, Preston. Instead, okay. I pulled 
Bucks County Technical High School oh, in Fairless Hills, PA. Bucks County Technical High School. Does it go by Bucks County Tech? The Tech School. The Tech. Just the Tech School? Yep. All right. So the Tech School, you are up. Let's find out who has been the person that you would like to highlight and be our winner this year for the coolest teacher at your school. So text word teacher, by the the teacher's name to 39333. My cousin works there. Oh, really? Not a teacher. Okay. She's in the uh, front office. Give you about 24 hours to let us know. One vote per phone number. By the way, is it just this week and then we're done? I think that's probably it. We can get a meter on if there are any remaining days, but I think it... Probably will wrap up on Friday, right? Marissa gave me the thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we only have a few more to go. Hopefully, we're going to get to your school. But Bucks County Technical or the Tech School? Tech School. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 39333. And uh, we'll find out who wins a little bit later on. I need to mention this, too. We have um, uh, the Keenan's Live broadcast, Eggs with Pegs, available as a Daily Rush video now. If you would like to see... We opened up the Jersey Shore, and maybe you heard some of the stuff, but you didn't see someone eating a boiled duck head or a a full scorpion. Then we have those videos available now, and also uh, what else? You mind the or watch the tram car. There's a there's a part of the video. This this guy is a crazy, uncanny resemblance to me wearing a strap on. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's And then there's a Blow Your Wad. Yes. Right? Yeah. A so, number of different great contests, sure to be family favorites for years to come. You can take a look, and it's definitely not safe for, for work. Uh, no. Watch <laughs> now at uh, PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. With that, we're going to take a break. We're going to have Doug Benson on the program this morning. We are going to have Vanessa Bayer on the show as well, and our friends from the Spirit of Philadelphia are stopping by. We'll come back in just a moment and get into the entertainment report with a stupid question. Stay with Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We do have our coolest teacher on the line, and I think we should definitely talk to this particular person who is uh, from Abington Senior High School. And we got a lot of texts and a lot of votes for this gentleman, and he is officially the coolest teacher. Please welcome Mr. Sean Simmons. Mr. Simmons, good morning. Hey, I'm cool. Who knew this? Who yes. knew it was going to happen? Well, and, and you're the head of the, the chess team. You're the chess coach, right? I am the chess coach here at Abington Senior High School. See, things are turning around <laughs> for for the, the nerdy types, which would be the you know my sons who play chess and love it. Would, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great game. How long have you been a teacher, Mr. Simmons? Uh, this is my fifth, yeah, 16th year here at Abington. Wow. 16th year. Wow. Loving it. Loving every second of it. Nice, man. Well, listen, we, we dug up a little bit of information about you. First of all, let me uh, compliment you on this badass tattoo that you have. Yeah, did you see that, did you? <laughs> yeah, and this was after you guys won the state championship? Nah, well, we won national. the division for, the, for nationals, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was an awesome time. Did you tell the kids that if they won, you would get a tattoo? Is that, did that help? I, it, 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 was, it came 
came up in conversation. Uh, it, it definitely did. And, you know, it was nice that they pulled through. And uh, I went down to see Will Powers down at uh, Envy Tattoo, and, and he hooked me up with some really interesting uh, color work there. Well, that's, it's actually really good. These, like, yeah. day-glow uh, chess pieces. Yeah, the, it's pretty neat, isn't it? Are those three kings or queens? three kings. Three this kings. Is our, this is our third championship. Third oh! Championship oh makes, see, now, that, that's a tattoo that makes sense. Yeah, yeah thank you, man. Yeah. I love it. I'm I, an English teacher. We like logic. You there know. you go. <laughs> I also saw you have a very large family. One, two, three, four, five. We said we found pictures of you. Six kids all together? Are you stalking me? We yes, are we are. Yeah. We, we don't screw around here. Yeah. yeah. We even know your PIN number. Yeah, yeah we have. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I have six kids. Please don't take any money out of that. Yeah, he needs it. Uh, and it looks like you have a multicultural family. Did you did you adopt? And... Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, wow. We have uh, three children from Ethiopia. Uh, hey, Reese. Hey, Riley. Hey, Waverly. Uh, we have one from Guatemala. Hey, Braden. And we have two biological children, uh, Camille and Delaney. Wow, what a gorgeous family. Love Thank you so much. That's so cool. Uh, so, you know, you've been busy, obviously, this year. It's coming to a close. When does school wrap up for you guys, Sean? We've got another week or so left and then finals. So. Okay. And then do you do anything uh, for the summer that, that involves work, or do you get some time off? Uh, I, I, I'm going up to get AP training uh, okay. up in New York later this month. And then, um, no, I'm going to spend some time with the family. Good. Yeah, definitely going to. Six kids. We've got a lot of kids to run around. Absolutely. So have a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and and do I understand? Did you campaign a little bit for this? Oh, absolutely. I did. Yeah. Good. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big. I've been following you guys since you know a very long time ago on previous stations. Love it. And uh, I'm just grateful to win this. Well, we we have uh, always appealed to the chess players. Yeah. That's and, exactly uh, right. Because of our incredible intellects. Hey, Sean. <laughs> how's your uh, How's your Connect Four game? Oh, uh, not so good. Mm-hmm. Not so good. We have we do have I, a full. Do, do I have like a challenge or something here? It's or? it's kind of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I I have already beaten a, like a chess grand master yeah. or something yeah. like That's that. That's true. You did, and, and and much to the frustration of that grand master, <laughs> oh, she was so mad. Yeah, she was pissed. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, let, let's schedule a time and let's do it, man. All right, all right, all right fair enough. Good. Well, listen, we're gonna set you up with the coolest teacher of the year, President Steve Coffee Mug, and we'll give you a fifty dollars gift card to uh, whatacrockmeals dot com. All right, my man. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Congratulations, Yay! Sean Simmons. Abington Senior High School. I love it, man. Chessmaster had a lot of personality. What a great tattoo as well. You really, yeah. we'll, we'll have to post pictures of this if we can because it's it's pretty fascinating. All right, and with that, we have our next school up uh, for voting, and it's Bucks County Technical High School, or the Technical School, as Kathy was saying, if you live in Bucksville. Text word teacher followed by the future name 39333. One vote per phone number, and maybe we'll have that person on with us tomorrow morning. We'll find out who the winner is. I'm going to do the stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $100 hand and stone gift card. And uh, let's see. Today's question. All right. Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. A shokunin is a master of what specific cuisine? A shokunin. Yes. 215-263-WMMR. A shokunin is a master of what specific cuisine? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. I have a lot of birthdays today on July, or I'm sorry, June 4th. Uh, to mention, it's Angelina Jolie's birthday today. She was just in the news. She was take, I believe this is the kind of thing she ends up in the news for. She took Shiloh, her daughter, out for a big birthday celebration. Yeah. And they went to an escape room. You reported yeah, on Yeah, that's it. right. Yep. That is correct. And, uh, yeah, she seems to be single mom in it. Big time. I mean, I'm sure she's got some help. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, she got, kids are growing up, man. They are, and uh, so I guess uh, the, it's fully split from Brad Pitt. All yeah. things. I, I, I don't all good know, now. I don't know if the the divorce was 100 percent final. I want to say that it was. Recently. You never know. Yeah. yeah. 
So she's 44 years old today. Uh, Stefan Lassard, bassist for the Dave Matthews Band. Until next weekend. Is 45 years old. He was like 17 or 18 when he started in that band. Yeah, they couldn't play bar gigs. Yeah. Or, or the, if they did, he had to leave at a certain hour. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Who's, but, who's, Nick, who's playing uh, violin for them now? Nobody. Nobody? They, no, they have a. They didn't replace Boyd on violin. They just have uh, more keys and... Um, uh, they they supplement the sound in, in a few different ways. So, yeah, they're in town next Friday and next Saturday night, uh, the day of our blood drive, actually. They'll be in uh, back in Philly. Maybe they'll come down to the blood drive. I'm sure they will. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know what? We'll be around if they're if they're coming in on Friday. But they usually they they don't roll into an afternoon or so. But anyhow, uh, Stefan is uh, 45 today. Actor Noel Wiley, um, ER was a big show for him. He's in a few good men. Did a few shows, Falling Skies, and he played uh, Steve Jobs in Pirates of Silicon Valley. He's, and uh, uh, this great movie. 48 years old today. Uh, the great Bruce Dern. Oh, wow. you know what? I just showed my kids the Burbs a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yes. And my daughter. Uh, about three quarters into the movie, she goes, this isn't funny. I was like, you know what? It really isn't. Like it, dark. It, it's it, dark it is, humor. It yeah. is really a dark movie, but yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I loved it. Uh, Bruce Dern is great in tons of stuff. He is 83 today. Dr. Ruth's birthday today. Dr. Ruth? Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Uh, sex therapist, 91 years old today. 91. I just, believe it or not, I saw an interview with her, and she still has all her faculty. And she still works. Yeah. yeah. So happy birthday to her. She was in the Israeli army for a little while. They all have to serve. Yes, you have to do yep. two years, I believe, in the yep. Israeli army if you are a, uh, a citizen. Uh, Michelle Phillips celebrates her birthday today, too. Singer of the Mamas and the Papas, former wife of John Phillips, mother of China Phillips, former wife of Dennis Hopper. Jeez. She's 75 today. Russell Brand has his birthday as well. Uh, first got to know him, I did, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is hilarious still. I love it. His career was really on a sharp rise, and then it's sort of stopped. Yeah. But now he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of stand up and does I think he has a talk show in England. And then he was married to Katy Perry for about ten seconds. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. Uh so he's forty four today. Bar Raffaele. Ah. The model. Was she a Leonardo she girl? She was a Leo girl. Yeah, yeah absolutely. She's uh, thirty four today. Yeah. Uh, too old for Leo at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's aged out. She's on the senior system now. And then uh the last birthday I saw is T J Miller. Uh, who's been here in our studio before. We just mentioned him yesterday because uh, of um, uh, the show's coming to an end. Oh, yeah, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he he had a weird controversy thing that happened a little while back. Remember, he called in a bomb threat on a... uh, on a train, right? Because a woman pissed him off. Yeah, and he was drunk, and he was drunk. Yeah, he was uh, not the best of uh, uh, of instincts on that one. But he's he, really funny, and he's, he's good, hilarious. especially in the Deadpool movies. I oh love him, God, but uh, maybe maybe things will calm down for him. Thirty eight years old today. All right, let's see if we can answer to this super question. A Shokunin is a master chef of what specific cuisine? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and we are going to go to Glenn to see if we can get an answer. Good morning, Glenn. Yo, what's up? I finally got through. Yes! Glenn, bring it on home and tell me... uh, Shut up for a second. (laughs) No, I know you're excited. No. Hey, Glenn, bring it on home now. You made it through. If you win, you will be... uh, You you get the whole deal. A Shokunin is a master chef of what specific cuisine? I have no idea. I'm going to get sushi. Well, you're correct. Yeah! How about that, Glenn? Did you say you were trying to call in for 17 years, Glenn? 17 
years. I have no idea how long you've been on the air. But wow. Like 20. No wonder right, you're so well. excited. All right, well, listen, Glenn, well, all that excitement, we're going to we're gonna temper it a little bit, and we're going to set you up with a massage. We're going to give you a $100 Hand and Stone uh, gift card. So congratulations. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you're going to love it. All right, hang on a second, buddy. We'll get your information. And don't forget, all this week, Metro by T-Mobile is giving you the opportunity to win Casey's favorite things. You can hurry now to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal in wireless only at Metro by T-Mobile. See store for details and terms and conditions. So we gave away that today. We gave away something different yesterday. I forgot what it was. It was uh, Maury's Pier. Yes. So uh, something different each day. I like this. Casey's favorite things and uh, our friends at Metro by T-Mobile. All right. Let's get into some of these entertainment stories. Uh, We're going to start with Kevin Spacey. He made an unexpected appearance Monday at a Massachusetts Massachusetts courthouse at a pretrial hearing on charges he sexually assaulted a teen boy three years ago. Yeah, it wasn't necessary that he be there, but he showed up. He wore a gray suit and glasses and said nothing as he entered the Nantucket District Court hearing. His presence was not required after court officials waived it. Uh, the incident in question happened when the Oscar winner met a busboy who was 18 at the time at Nantucket's Club Car Bar in July 2016. The 59-year-old is accused of assaulting the boy after feeding him alcohol all night. Uh, he is the son of former Boston news anchor Heather Unruh. Uh, Spacey pleaded not guilty in January to a charge of indecent assault and battery in court documents filed Friday. Stacey's attorney said the accuser deleted and falsified text messages. Uh, it said the accuser has gone to great lengths to remove text messages he believes did not fit his narrative, according to the defense attorney. Uh, he asked prosecutors to hand over a complete and unaltered copy from the accuser's cell phone. In uh, court on Monday, Jackson called the case ridiculous. That's his lawyer, by the way, Alan Jackson, and claimed prosecutors were withholding information. First Assistant District Attorney Brian Glenny uh, denied the charge. Uh, Spacey did not say anything aloud during the hearing, though he did whisper in Jackson's ear on several occasions. I question his choice to be wearing an Abraham Lincoln outfit. I thought that was a, a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah but he just wanted to seem reliable, I guess. Uh, Jackson then urged the judge to set a trial date, saying that uh, Spacey is suffering without resolution. Huh. Uh, leaving the courtroom, Spacey refused to answer any questions from reporters. The judge said the trial could go forward in the fall at the earliest. Uh, the next hearing in the case has been set for July 8th. So this is one of a number of accusers. He's got like four or five of them. I guess he has that deal- many? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, all varying degrees. Um, how, I many guess- have, how many of them taking legal action? I think this is the only one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this is never good to hear. Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake are struggling to make their relationship work. Uh, Page Six is reporting this. I don't like this because we are dear, dear friends with Bradley Cooper. And anytime one of our dear, dear friends is struggling, it hurts us. The pair have been together since 2015. They welcomed their daughter, Leah Desane, in 2017. Uh, Because of their daughter, they keep trying, said a source uh, of the couple, adding things are not good. Neither one is happy. The relationship is hanging by a thread. Oh, ah, that doesn't sound good. There have been whispers. Thread relationships aren't good. There have been whispers about the uh, the pair since Cooper's emotional de- uh, duet with uh, Lady Gaga at the Oscars in February. Gaga, who had recently split from her fiance, refuted those rumors on Twitter. The reaction to their performance was instantaneous, with many people saying that they felt sympathy for Shake, who was watching the performance. But Gaga had said, "People saw love, and guess what? That's what we wanted you to see." Uh, Sheik recently attended the Met Gala solo, prompting us uh, more speculation. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, 
Let's stick with rumors. Uh, viewers, will they want to keep up with the Kardashians if Courtney leaves? And we might find out for months now. Oh, please. please. Tension between Courtney and her sisters have been rising. Last summer on Keeping Up, viewers saw Kim and Courtney reach an almost breaking point over their differing priorities in terms of family and work. And in a recent interview with Paper, Courtney confessed that she'd love to leave the show in the dust. She said, I will always say I want to move away someday and just be away from it all. Sail away. Sail away. Uh, no one will ever see me again. I keep throwing up different places. Uh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I keep throwing up in different places. Uh, I keep throwing up. Few. I keep throwing up different places, but uh, then I'll go there and visit. And Oh, she's going to sail away. She's going to sail away, yeah. just like sticks. Uh, but then I'll go there to visit, and I'll be like, "Nope, this isn't it." But I'm glad I, but glad I came. She's just afraid of Chloe coming after. Yeah, uh, she said we've just been to Finland, and I was like, "Check, it's great for me to visit, but I'm not going to move there. Maybe Norway, Switzerland. I've got lots of ideas." She does have a lot of ideas. That's according to Courtney, they're all annoying. On Sunday, uh, producer Ryan Seacrest was put on the spot by an ET reporter who. Brought up the subject. Do you think that Courtney's <laughs> going to leave the show? You, gonna, you think Courtney's going to leave keeping up with the Kardashians? E.T. is a reporter, mind you, so, yeah. Um. I'll always be right here. Seacrest seemed taken aback. Why? Because I'm from another planet? <laughs> <laughs> Are you z- a xenophobe? Uh, but then said, well, if the cameras go away, as long as they can come back, Courtney. On my home planet, I was a botanist. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you know, they can go away for a little bit, but bring them back so we can do another season or two. Honestly, I don't know how they do it. Uh, He said, I couldn't do it, no matter what they were paying them. I I can make things levitate. Just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) He said, I could not do it, so I give them a lot of credit for having those cameras in their lives all the time. And I love you, Courtney. Love her. He loves her. He loves her. Well, that show has made millions for him. Oh, my God, yes. Honestly, I have to say, I thought that meteor would have crashed to Earth long ago. And they still keep renewing it. It's very resilient. I wonder if it's uh, alcoholism or something. You're just addicted and you just do it out of... Routine, maybe I, you know what American audiences always need though that that super rich family to watch. True, and, and there's what no do. Well, I uh, guess there are a few of those. Di- in fact, maybe even Dynasty itself is yeah, on. But uh, I, I think that that kind of covered the bill for a while. Then now we get reality TV, which, right. which takes over for that. So. so that's like the Real Housewives and all that stuff. Uh, yes, maybe I you're right. So, I don't know. You know. It's annoying. Uh, I don't watch any of them. None of it? I'm a botanist. Okay. No interest. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is interesting. Haven't heard this name in a little while. All eyes were on Val Kilmer as he took center stage Sunday night at a benefit for his Twain Mania Foundation, created to impact the iconic writer Mark Twain's legacy to children. The 59-year-old posed on the carpet with a pair of binoculars around his neck. How's he looking, by the way? I have not seen the photos, Steve. I'm not really sure if we have any. If you guys to be honest, I find any, was, that'd be great. There was a point there. Huh? Yeah, uh, it's okay. What's he, he, he had? So yeah, throat cancer, some sort of yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a little you got it on right. that coming up. But he, we're looking at a picture of him right now. He looks 
Now he was heavy for a while. He, he got, was very heavy. He got he got pretty pretty hefty. Looks like he's lost the weight, but man, has he done some work on his face? He's uh, Mickey I mean, Rockerfied. Yeah, he's he's aged clearly, but you can tell that there's been some work around the eyes and the cheeks. Uh, and that just, uh, I, I couldn't tell you, if you, if you showed me that picture and said, who is this? I couldn't tell you that's uh, Val Kilmer. It no looks way. like a, a drag queen pretending they're Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like um, that. Is, is, he's not going to be featured in the new Top Gun. Yes, yes he's going to be in it. Is. Is so okay. the, uh, his son Jack was, in, uh, was also in attendance for this event. But the appearance previews a comeback of sorts for the star who is set to hit the big screen again in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, last summer, Cruz and uh, Kilmer... Uh, I'm sorry, last summer, Cruz said of Val Kilmer that he was doing really well. Uh, While it's unclear what prompted Kilmer's hiatus from Hollywood, it became apparent that he was struggling with health issues during the hiatus. In 2015, a spokesperson told People Magazine he was rushed to the hospital for a possible tumor. In 2017, he admitted that he had throat cancer and had recovered after a two-year fight. Uh, He told the Hollywood Reporter that the procedure on his trachea made his voice raspy and left him short of breath. I really like Val Kilmer. He's been in some really uh, great stuff. Top Secret and uh, Real Genius. And I love him in MacGruber. He's freaking hilarious. And Steve, you're forgetting... uh, oh, Tombstone. Tombstone, thank you. One of the you. greatest performances. Yeah, definitely. I bought the man's shirt. I think his best performance. And The Doors. He was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what would you say? So greatest Val Kilmer, Tombstone? That is such a great performance. It's, I, I got to go neck and neck with The Doors. They were t- yeah. so both so good. But, yeah, his his lines in in, uh, in Tombstone are so just great. wonderful. So great. I love Real Genius, though. I love that movie. Have you it's ever seen Real movie? Tombstone? <laughs> I've never it's seen It's really real. good. Is it? Yeah, it's oh. about Doc Holliday in college. <laughs> Only uses a laser instead of a... Uh, Instead of uh, I'm use a laser honeysuckle. <laughs> I'm gonna make a whole big house into a jiffy pop. Uh, or what was that? Was that him? That, that was his bite in. Oh uh, my! Top in Top Gun, Gun? his yes. best pilot. Yeah, hit it again. That's his teeth coming together. Uh-huh. Oh my god! That's right, nice man. I am dangerous. And there's the bite. Right, man. Top, that line from Cruz, I hated. And then he pauses, man, and brushes off his shoulders. Roughly big dude. Horrible movie. I'm five feet Horrible. three inches tall, man. I'm a little tiny man. But as much as I hate Top Gun, I can't wait to see the sequel. Likewise. I because really want now, to see it. Because guess what? What I said and I thought they were gonna do is they are going they're gonna go more realistic. Yeah. You they're think so? More, that's the okay. that's the word. Okay. And now with the availability of what they can do, it's Steve. Wouldn't it be great if in the locker room scene they all of a sudden break into a dance number? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We're going for ultra-realism here. I want to see Val Kilmer, though. You know, I want to see how he looks and how he's able to pull up Iceman because what we just saw there up on the screen yeah. doesn't jive with the Iceman I know. I don't think he's going to – he can't be all that cocky anymore. You're not just writing checks. <laughs> Your body can't talk. What was that? You're Ice dangerous. Man, I can't understand your words. Man. Uh, John Hamm's in it, too. He was at the Blues game last night and on Saturday, and he's uh, done a few spots on NBC for the um, I love Stanley you. Cup Finals, and so it'll be cool to see him in it as well. I love him in Nadnan. I'm, I'm sorry, you... I love him in Nadnan. He wasn't in Mad Men. No, no, Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. You can't but... put your lips together. <laughs> That's... I got it. No, man. I had a little surgery. Yeah. You got a little surgery? You look weird. <laughs>
<laughs> Tonight, E.T. gets the exclusive with Val Kilmer. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. This can go hard on you now. You look weird. Bring it, you little bitch. <laughs> All right, what else do I have for you? Three months after Nicolas Cage and Erica Quakey got hitched quakey. in a Vegas, in a quickie Vegas wedding. A quakey, quickie. Quakey was quickie. You remember he Nicolas Cagey. tried to immediately get it annulled. Four days. Yeah. Uh, Vegas, uh, so uh, after this, a judge in Clark County had granted them a divorce. Uh, Cage filed for an annulment four days after the wedding. He was drunk, he, he freely admits. That was his fourth wedding, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, claiming that it was based on fraud because Quakey did not disclose her criminal and romantic history to him. Uh-huh. See, you didn't tell me about your criminal history. You didn't uh, tell me about your criminal history. <laughs> TMZ if I had known, I wouldn't gone all Quakey on you. TMZ reports that the annulment didn't happen, and it is un... I'm his friend now. Oh, See, Jesus. little guy's my friend now. He's <laughs> got great fingers. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, reports that the annulment, uh, TMZ reports the annulment didn't happen, and it's unclear if Quakey will receive the spousal support that she has requested. So, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going on there. I love Nicolas Cage for, you know, Nicolas Cage has become what he's wanted to become the most. It's basically an Elvis-type character. Uh, he goes around, you know, in these, like, we're here, he's got some <laughs> sort of animal print leisure suit on. Uh-huh. This is ridiculous. Yep. Remember, we saw his house when we took the uh, celebrity tour out there in uh, Hollywood, Preston. Mm. Uh, and he's, it's, it's, you know, it's he's he's legendary for uh, overspending. He he got into that that altercation with Vince Neil outside of a Vegas casino. Mm. He, he always ends up in these weird things. Yep. yep agreed. Uh, Tori Spelling's husband, Dee McDermott, is clapping back at critics for a of a recent picture that featured Jenny Garth. Uh, Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle, uh, Cartieris. Cartieris, thank you, and herself in bathing suits. Uh, when a hater said that they were trying too hard to stay relevant, he opined, I love how you haters have private accounts. Let's see what you trolls look like, you cowards. You cowards. So he ran. He threw down. Yeah, they look pretty good in this picture. They look great. By the way, they they are playing themselves as adults. They're not trying to come off as kids for this new, uh, 90210 series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, um... For that. Uh, BH. Yeah, BH90210. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shows like that and that age group and the yeah. original run of uh, Real House, or not Real Housewives, but uh, 90210. Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, Riverdale's Lily Reinhardt is letting fans know that blindly trusting rideshare services like Uber can have a downside. Huh? She wrote, uh, I was just ushered to a car by someone posing to be an airport cab slash Uber driver. Uh, she said, I got in his car. There was absolutely no signs that he was a professional service driver, so I did not get in the car. Uh, please pay attention and make smart decisions out there. So a little public service announcement. Yeah, from, from the cast of Riverdale. Her, yes. Uh, Disney has released a preview of the much-anticipated Lion King, the CGI and live-action remake of the classic film. And in it, we hear Beyonce as Nala telling Simba, who's played by Donald Glover, that he must take his place as king. She says, we need you. Come home. Uh, Lion King hits theaters on uh, July 19th. I'm interested in this one. I, I really couldn't care less about uh, Aladdin. And I, I know it did well at the box office, but it just didn't appeal to me at all. But this one, for some reason, I think uh, looks pretty cool. Well, yeah. this is also a John Favreau. 
you- uh, directing deal, and he did such a great job with the Jungle Book. Yeah, it's awesome. So it, when they do these types of movies, I, obviously the animals aren't real. Um, but, what? <laughs> uh, how much of the background and, and the footage that they shoot is real? I think a lot of it, Nick, is CGI rendered. It, that's how good it's gotten that you can't really. It's hard to tell. tell. Yeah, but, but I mean they. Whatever they do, they imbue these animals with the real... I know. There's a sense of their character, you I, know? I guess I'm wondering why they wouldn't go to Africa and, and shoot some of the background scenes, um, you know, and then and then CGI the animals. Maybe in. they did. Maybe they Maybe did. They did. I know yeah. they had a hard time getting the uh, the animals to learn their lines. Yeah. yeah. Stubborn. Best. Uh, Especially ag- the mules. <laughs> Actress uh, Jessica Alba is trying to improve her parenting during her Campus Media's annual Her Conference over the weekend. Oh, she's a bad parent? She reportedly said that she and her daughter Honor go to therapy so they can communicate better. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Alba said, I didn't grow up in an environment where you talked about this stuff, and it was just like, shut it down and keep it moving. So I find a lot of inspiration just in talking to my kids. How old is uh, the kid she's going to therapy with? Ten years old. Ten, all right. Uh, Alba shares three children with her husband, Cash Warren, by the way. Uh, As her husband, Kit Harrington, gets therapy at a posh wellness center in Connecticut, Rose Leslie hit the All Points East Music Festival in London over the weekend. Photos show the uh, star hanging with pals, including Carrie Mulligan, as she takes in the show. Uh, according to, she recently shared with E! News, a source did, uh, saying Rose is very supportive and proud of him for recognizing that he uh, needed to take care of himself. It's hard to ask for help, and she was very encouraging. Seeing Kit struggle was stressful for her as well. She absolutely agreed that he needed to get some help so that he could feel better. Did you enjoy the show? <laughs> it was E, not E.T. Oh. <laughs> Wrong network. Uh, but I do, you know what? I like both of them a lot. They both had been here on separate uh, appearances, and they were both really super nice people. And I like the movie she was promoting. Uh, it was that uh, Vin Diesel movie, oh, yeah. uh, The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. Oh. And it was actually pretty good. Was and it really? She, and she's good in it, yeah. I thought it was, listen, is it an Oscar winner? No. But is it fun? Yeah. Well, I trust you on that. Uh, let's see, just a couple more quick things. Uh, 32-year-old Juno star Ellen Page shared a black-and-white uh, topless photo of herself and her wife, Emma Portner, who is 25, embracing and kissing, and she captioned the pic, Happy Pride, sending love. Uh, June is celebrated as Gay Pride Month on honor of the Stonewall Riots, uh, which occurred on uh, June 28th, 1969 in Greenwich Village. You know, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, oh, really? I, yeah. You didn't know about that, huh? I recently read about it and did not know uh, about that whole thing. Uh, kicked off LGBT liber- the, kicked off the LGBT liberation movement, I still way. don't know. Him. What is it? Uh, it's this... Um, it's, it's a... I, I need to read more details on it, but it was a, it was a clash of uh, essentially people looking for gay rights and, okay. and uh, the police, and it was just kind of a... Uh, a watershed moment where the movement really took off. Stonewall's a, a bar, a club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is her uh, wife a an actress? You know what? I don't know, Steve. I, I do not know much about her. Her name is Emma Portner. So I think she's an actress. She may be. Uh, okay, so my son's going to be really excited about this. Trading card game Magic the Gathering is getting the Hollywood treatment courtesy of Netflix and superhero maestros Joe and Anthony Russo, the ones who brought us uh, Endgame. So, listen, this is about as good as you can get if yeah. you're getting anything of a fantastic nature brought to the screen. Yeah. I mean, th- th- these guys have it. The animated original will be produced in partnership with Hasbro the game and uh, game maker Wizards of the Coast. 
Uh, Henry Gilroy, who is behind Star Wars Rebels, and Jose Molina, who is behind The Tick, will write and serve as showrunners. I think yesterday might have been the best day ever for Nick Murphy because this was announced, and he was excited about that, and then the Pixies announced that they were going to have a new album out. I think he might be the happiest person in the building right now. Yeah, sometimes these moments converge for super fans. Uh, and so in a statement, they said we have been huge fans and players of Magic the Gathering for as long as it's been around. So uh, being able to help bring these stories to life through animation is a true passion project for us. Uh, the game reportedly has an estimated 38 million fans who play the game in 11 languages across 70 countries. I remember when this game first came out years and years ago, you know, when, and they had the commercial for the the uh, it was there was another what was the game that was before it that was big, before Magic the Gathering? Well, like was, Dungeons and Dragons? Well, or? there was another card-based game, and I'm, probably Nick Murphy knows, but but uh, yeah. this came in and then took off. Yeah. And uh, the amount of people, as you said, there's just millions and millions of people playing it all the time. I tried to play it. No. I don't. You know, me, you know me in games like this. Way, way, way too confusing. <laughs> and even, Nick even gave me, Nick Murphy gave me the most remedial card you could possibly use for the game. <laughs> and I still have a hard time with it. And so my son, who's a fanatic about it, will sometimes start to tell me <laughs> about, you know, a game that he played or specific cards and their abilities. I'll make it about 30 seconds <laughs> in and I'm gone, man. And I'm sitting here, I'm, I have like this blank look on my face with this kind of bizarre nod that's yeah. a halfway no and a halfway yes going, I don't know what the my F nephew, you're talking about. My uh, nephew was big into it as well. Same thing, Preston. Uh, Matt LeBlanc has a show called uh, Man with a Plan. And he last night he was talking about, you know, the difference between his wife. And he goes, will you talk to the kids? And then he goes, yeah, but the stories are so boring. <laughs> I mean, he'll start to go down the road. Of, oh, you only have to tap five mana. You need yeah. a water and a land and it's, it's got flight. But there's so many. It's just another language to me. Riffs and variations and powers and things accrued and things, you know, you try. It's, it's too much. But it's, the fact that he's into it, yeah. I love. Oh, I think, I'm, I'm too, too stupid to play. I think play. it's wonderful. It just sounds like they're making it up as they go along, though. You know, when I've heard you explain That's it. That's what I think's going on. <laughs> right? You're changing the rules. <laughs> right? Like. Pisses like, me off. You're just playing a backyard game and yeah. it's not going your way. And it's like, yeah. well, you know what? No, because the, the sorcerer touched the stone five times and turned around. So, like, what that doesn't count. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd. No erases. <laughs> it's too Time much. to make it true. <laughs> Listen, I don't even like really stupid yeah. board games. <laughs> you think I can handle that? Yeah. But they're going to love it because this is, uh, is going to be coming out. One last thing, all right? I saw this, and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> David Copperfield, the magician, yes. is teaming up with the Smithsonian and a project that will reunite the long-lost 15th star with the Star Spangled Banner on Flag Day. Now, this is the one at the Smithsonian, that gigantic flag, old glory. Right. So the flag was raised by soldiers September 14th, 1814, celebrated victory over the British in the War of 1812. It inspired Francis Scott Key's Ode to the Broad Stripes and Bright Stars, which eventually became our national anthem. Right. It's in the it's in the uh, the uh, Museum of Natural History in Washington D.C. June 14th, the museum in Copperfield will reunite the missing 15th star, which was snipped off years ago and given as a gift. And in a uh, quote, he said, it's about things that are undeniable. Uh, freedom is undeniable. The sum of all our parts of who we are, what America is made of, is undeniable. The talents, the ideas, the perspectives of people from all over the world make our nation a more hopeful nation. 
Hopefully, people on both sides are okay with that idea. Now, the illusion will take place in front of 15 new American citizens. Camera crews will not be present, but video will be distributed to media an hour after the star reappears. So, he, is this a is this a stunt? Is They're this turning a, it into an a illusion? Trick? I don't like that. <laughs> it's dumb. No. How bad does the Smithsonian need publicity? I don't know, guys. I think this is what our forefathers wanted. Uh, you know what? Now yeah. that I think about it, you're right. All those guys. Wow. We need a good magic trick. It does seem a little weird, doesn't uh, it? Yeah, but for whatever reason, they're doing it. Okay. I'm um, way late with this. we got to get to the clips. The last OG follows an ex-con uh, using his release from prison as a way to help the world become a better place. In this clip, Tracy Morgan details why this show is his way of sending love to his community. We know these people. We all know these people. A lot of these people uh, con- contributed to my life. You know, I, I did a lot. It was a life before show business for me. I was a hustler, drug dealer, and I just this is my way of making amends to all the people who I affected in my community. Either you were smoking it or you were selling it. Either way, you got swept up in it. Damn right. Okay. Uh, the season two finale of The Last OG airs tonight, 1030 on TBS. It's a funny show. Here's the next clip. After absorbing a mysterious cosmic force, Jean Grey is challenged to keep her powers under control in X-Men Dark Phoenix. Here, Sophie Turner discusses the challenges of this role. I think the biggest challenge was just kind of trying to ground all of these fantastical things that are happening to her and ground it in something that will resonate with the audience and it's not just kind of like... Oh, look at those crazy things that are happening to Jean. You know, that was the hardest. Not the hardest, but it just took the longest and it was a process to kind of figure out what's going on in her head in, in this movie. So that was extensive, but it was fun. Vagina. X-Men Dark Phoenix is in theaters on Friday. We have a screening tomorrow night. UA King of Prussia, 7.30. You need to be there by 7. And guess what? We are going to take... Let me see how many I can give away. Uh, let's take eight callers at 215-263-WMMR. We will get you in to see the movie. Not only free, but before it opens on Friday, June 7. How about that? Awesome. Give us a call right now. and We'll have you do that. Hey, gang. The, we have coming up the Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Details at WMMR.com. I don't want you to miss out on that because we want to break the record. Uh, it is on the 15th, and you can sign up, 1-800-RED-CROSS, or you can check the details at WMMR.com. So we need you to sign up for this. <clears throat> Just want to give a plug for that event. And we have a new Preston and Steve t-shirt that everybody who comes out to donate is going to get. So, it's a good-looking t-shirt. Yeah, we also have uh, Kids Activities, Paint a Treasure, uh, Aim High Studio, uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand will be there. And uh, we'll be giving away concert tickets randomly to Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher and Alice Cooper and Hailstorm as well. So get signed up for that now. Be a part of it. We're going to take a break. Our buddy Doug Benson's going to be on the program from SNL. Vanessa Bayer is joining us and more. So we'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Looking for the coolest teacher from Bucks County Technical High School this morning. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number. 
And tomorrow morning, we are going to find out who indeed that teacher is and hopefully meet them as well. We have Tattoos Day today, so another text opportunity. This is a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333, and you could win a $350 uh, gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. So our uh, text board working overtime today. Yes. I'd like to give away some movie passes. Uh, we have the screening of Dark Phoenix. It is tomorrow night. It's at the UA King of Prussia at 7.30. And if you want to go, you need to be there by 7 o'clock. So let's take five callers and we will add you to our list. 215-263-WMMR, the number. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Bizarre File Stories are up next. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me in the fight against cancer and ride with Team WMMR in the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. The ride is Sunday, June 9th. This family-friendly biking event is a blast and starts off with you riding your bike over the Ben Franklin Bridge, and then we all end up together on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. There are also a few starting points in New Jersey for a shorter ride you don't feel like doing the full 66.6 each team wmmr rider gets the free team t-shirt registration and complete details at wmmr.com if riding isn't your thing you can also pay it forward as a volunteer all the details wmmr.com the acs bikeathon another way 93.3 wmmr is putting philly first our friends from the Spirit of Philadelphia are here with us this morning, and they are here to help promote the fact that Marissa Magnata will be hosting the Brews Cruise on the Spirit of Philadelphia Thursday, June 20th. And you want to check out the open beer bar while you're there, along with fantastic views. Boarding begins at 630. Uh, the cruise is 7 to 930. So, again, that's Thursday, June 20th. And guess what? I have a pair of tickets. Awesome. Join Marissa on that event, and I'm going to have a great time, and I hope you'll be there, too. No, actually, I'm going to give them to you. We'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will get you those tickets. I assume it doesn't say on here. I'm guessing you got to be 21 to go on the Brews Cruise. Yeah, yeah we would so, assume. Uh, and they brought in all kinds of great stuff for us to sample, and I would imagine it's going to be similar to what they will have there. Spicy Drunken Chicken, mm-hmm. which has uh, uses Yard's uh, Pale Ale and uh, some brown sugar and chili paste, hot sauces and herbs. And they also brought Italian meatball sliders, too. I just had one of the meatballs. Did you? They're quite delicious. Yummy. And potato salad. So that's what we're feasting on, and there'll be all kinds of good stuff for you at the event. So we'll take that caller now. We'll give you the tickets, and we'll have more to give away through the course of the morning program. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Patient First. Another Patient First difference, urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. Well, he was trying to shoot a bear that he saw in the Great Dismal Swamp Refuge. That's what he told police, but his boyfriend got in the way and took the bullet. That's a mistake. When pressed by investigators, <laughs> when pressed by investigators, however, his story started to fall apart. There was no bear. There was no bear. No. Maurice Devonte Lee was arrested on one count of assault with intent to commit murder. If convicted, Lee faces the possibility of 20 years in federal prison. Uh, Lee had reported the shooting at about 2.45 on May 12th. Police officers have responded. The call found Lee standing over his boyfriend, who was identified in the uh, documents by the initials MJ. 
Uh, the victim was lying face down with a gym bag supporting his head and a jacket on his back covering a single bullet hole. Why'd you shoot me? Uh, medics arrived and took the victim to an area hospital for treatment. He survived. And so his immediate deflection was there was a bear? He was trying to shoot a bear. <laughs> In interviews uh, with police, you need to understand that uh, we were being attacked by a bear, so I shot my boyfriend. But here, here's what he said in interviews with the police and the FBI. Yeah. He said that he was walking on the trail with his boyfriend when they saw a black bear. Uh, he said the victim started running toward him with the bear behind him. Lee said he tried to shoot the bear with a 9mm handgun, but accidentally hit the victim. So he turned around. His boyfriend is between him and the bear. So he's going to shoot past the boyfriend towards the bear, but shot his boyfriend. Seems like a feasible story. Now, before calling 911, Lee called his mother, document said. Uh, the story quickly started to unravel. The document said Suffolk police went to the hospital and spoke with the boyfriend. The victim said that he and Lee had been in an on-again, off-again relationship for a while and that Lee had sometimes been abusive towards him. Uh-huh. He said he traveled down from Pennsylvania earlier in the week to gather some belongings and visit with Lee. The victim was scheduled to return to Pennsylvania the day of the shooting. Victim said that Lee suggested they have a picnic in the refuge and that he agreed. While they walked around, Lee repeatedly said that there were black bears in the area. So he's laying the groundwork here. After walking for a while, <laughs> the victim asked Lee if they could leave. The victim said that Lee responded... By shooting him one time in the upper left chest area. When the victim fell to the ground, Lee stated flatly, there was a bear. <laughs> Maybe his boyfriend was a bear. Uh, the, yeah, you know, I didn't even consider that. In that community, it's quite possible. Yeah. So the victim, But you wouldn't shoot your bear, your desired yeah, no, bear. No. I hope not. There might have been another guy running behind him. A more him, aggressive a guy. Well, the victim said that he saw Lee walk away and uh, talk on his phone after the shooting. After one call, the victim said Lee walked over to him, looked down, and said, Oh, you're still breathing. Oh, God. Wow. At that point. The emotion. You can feel it. Lee bent over, took the victim's cell phone, and threw it in some nearby water. When the victim, This ought to help. When the victim asked Lee to call an ambulance, Lee responded, Are you going to tell on me? Uh, Lee initially stuck with his story that he accidentally shot his boyfriend while aiming at a bear. He said that he used a gun that he'd taken from his father's bedroom earlier in the day. Confronted with the boyfriend's version of the events, however, Lee admitted he had lied. So I said I was shooting a bear and I shot him and now he's all upset. Uh, Lee said that they were arguing about their relationship when they started tussling. He said that he then pulled the gun and it went off. Lee said the victim told him to lie to police. He said the the boyfriend wanted him to claim he had actually shot himself. When Lee told the victim he disagreed with lying, the boyfriend then came up with the bear story. Well, this this is all great, but somewhere out there, there's a very aggressive bear they need to find. Uh, Lee said they threw the victim's phone in the water because he wanted to destroy any evidence. So this guy is going to uh, he's going to go to jail. Potential murder case. I have another bear story. Oh man, love him! A bear was caught on camera wandering around the Reverend Joe Kempf of Most Sacred Heart Parish Catholic Church in Eureka, Missouri, on Tuesday. I'm here. To make a confession, I just caught, I just made one gay dude shoot another dude, <laughs> and I feel really bad about that. And uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> it's been six months since my last confession. Uh, I just recently made one gay dude shoot another gay dude. <laughs> and I feel bad about it. Um, teachers were uh, cleaning out uh, classrooms, and a door had been propped open for about two minutes when the animal wandered inside. I bet it barely fit into that confession. Absolutely. I mean, He's like fur sticking through the... Uh, huge. Like when the, when the priest slides the thing back, yeah, it's just fur. Just fur. <laughs> uh, sticking through the screen. What is your sin, my son? Uh, well, first off, I'm a bear. <laughs> That's why I'm that fur sticking through the green. Uh, the bear ended up in a bathroom where it was locked inside. <laughs> the bear's in line with the other parishioners. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just, you know, looking yeah. at his feet. And... <laughs> yep. Uh, so it was uh, locked inside into the bathroom until the police and the Missouri Department of Conservation officials uh, could arrive. The animal was tranquilized and carried out to be relocated. Uh, in New Zealand, a man who performed a pants-down haka in the middle of a street whilst his genitalia swung freely has been ordered to undertake the year uh, a year of counseling. Now, a haka is like a primal dance? It is, is a dance. It's a cultural dance. Yes. yes. And uh, Wahati Albert appeared in court after pleading guilty to offensive behavior, assault with a weapon, and committing a threatening act. Uh, the defendant was seen in the front yard of a nearby home. Uh, those who lived there were concerned Albert had helped himself to their alcohol, and he was asked to leave. He did. Albert walked into the middle of the street, turned to face his accusers, and he started to do a haka. And whilst he did this, he pulled down his trousers so that all the students present could see his genitalia, police said. <laughs> you don't do that. That's not the way to haka. Uh, he continued with the haka whilst his genitalia swung freely, they said. The act alone was offensive, but it was particularly disrespectful to the Maori, which I assume are indigenous. So it's it's basically a sea haka. I guess so, yeah. Uh, Albert left the scene of his performance but returned shortly afterwards. He was clearly affected by alcohol. The man pushed over a uh, row of trash cans, spinning their co- spilling their content all over the road. Not a good day for him. Uh, when student Sheldon stopped this behavior, he became enraged. He told them that he would get a Molotov cocktail and throw it into their home. Wow. And that the uh, apartment would burn down to the ground. During his ravings, the defendant was confronted by a female student who implored him to go home. The defendant approached her, lifted a glass bottle above his head, and threw it at her feet as hard as he could. Uh, and the Parker! Sustained some small cuts to her legs as shards of glass flew around. Uh, despite his have his client having criminal history spanning more than thirty years, his counsel said that Albert was keen to turn over a new leaf. Really, he said he has a couple of ideas, and one of them he's mentioned was to go to law school. <laughs> wow! Well, that's great news. Isn't that great news? Yeah. You know what? I want to become a lawyer. Uh, the judge said that, or a neurosurgeon. That uh, Albert had uh, received almost every sentence that the court could impose, and was still a high. I want to become an astronaut of reoffending. So he was sentenced to twelve months intensive supervision and two months <laughs> community detention. And there you go. Well, you know, you never. We we say you know keep the dream going. Yep. I'll become a lawyer now. That's what I got in the B file for you this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Don't forget, we're going to have Vanessa Bayer on the program. Doug Benson is going to be joining us as well. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. With the uh, the blood drive, as I had mentioned, uh, we, we share that in common with uh, James Holzhauer. Uh, from Jeopardy, walked right up to the record and missed it by that much. Uh, Sixty grand. Sixty grand, somewhere in that range. Yep. And uh, and that's all. That's all he had to win yesterday, or when they filmed or you know recorded it a while back. Right. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he lost the the one round that would have gotten him the record for most money. One now, Ken Jennings still would have had most consecutive wins. 
which he felt was uh, Ken Jennings was saying that he felt that that's the real record. Now, money's great, obviously, winning it, but but uh, consecutive games is the one that is kind of feather hidden in his cap. So Holzhauer, was it Holzhauer? <coughs> Holzhauer, right? Yeah. So he Holzhauer, yeah, yeah. So he uh, he accrued the money at a much quicker rate, correct? Uh, and he was combining his expertise, uh, his gambling expertise. With an uncanny knowledge of just about everything. But uh, it was an incredible display. And we were talking about this with Trebek and everything. I think a lot of this um, was a great diversion for Alex Trebek dealing with what he's de- been dealing with. But you're watching a guy play the game really well. And then it, and we knew, we said this, for him to uh, lose, he'd have to lose against someone who kind of came in and played the way you said this earlier, Preston, who played the way he was playing. And, I think, and I that's think what they did. I think he has changed the way the game is going to be played yeah, for yeah. most contestants now that they are going to use his strategy. I'm sure I'm a pussy for saying this, but I don't really care. Uh, I got choked up a couple times last night. The first time yeah. was um, when uh, James handed Alex a note that his daughter had written, uh, which was to, to suggest that Alex uh, should get well. Yeah. Um, I, it was one of the tapings post-announcement um, about Alex's di- diagnosis, and Alex got a little choked up. Wow. Yes. So I, I, got, I got teary-eyed, and at the end wow. of it, I was sad, and I know, Casey, how you felt about James and, and the way they do look, but I was sad to see a champion of his caliber go uh, yeah. because he was so impressive in, in his ability to win, his ability to win games running away. And in this game, he went into Final Jeopardy without a lead at, at a chance of losing it. And the, this this girl, Emma, this lady, Emma, from uh, my hometown of Paoli, Pennsylvania, Conestoga High School, was so impressive. And uh, he lost to a candidate who deserved to beat him. No, and he was very happy. He's, he was actually, you could see, he came over and did the high. I, I wish more, more people would do that. They, they, they wrap up the show so quickly after yeah. the final Jeopardy uh, question. Hey, hey, congratulations, goodbye. Yeah. And uh, he came over and, uh, and high-fived her, and it was very cool. But so, he didn't lose on his own screw-ups. He lost to somebody who beat him. Yeah, right. You know, he didn't bet um, poorly and then uh, get the answer wrong or get the question wrong. He didn't mess up on Final Jeopardy. There was only one question gotten wrong the whole episode last night. By the way, the guy that came in third place, he was really good. Wow. Well, and, and uh, she ne- she got... By luck of the draw, by being aggressive and going, because they always stick those daily doubles most often in the higher dollar questions. And she got them. She got all of them except for one. Yeah, so she he just got outplayed. Yep. Which is, I guess, the way he wanted to, way he wanted to go out. To go out. He, he was playing on his own. And it got me to think, you know, with us, with that, and, and I had said the blood drive, we just missed that. I don't know if anybody's listening who came like this close to beating a record. And there are lots of records. They're not, you know, just big ones. There's, you know, like for, for golf example, you know, there's a club championship or... Yeah. or Have you um, ever come close? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, I'm, I'm a, I am a stereotypical choke kind of guy. Yeah, me too. When it's, when it, when it's down to this and all you got to do is do this and you win, chances are I'm not going to be able to do it. When yeah. you're in the foxhole and one man has to, you know, if one man could get in there and do it and, and take out the Nazis, mm-hmm. don't send me. Don't send Steve. <laughs> no, the I'm, tide I'm, of the war will change. I'm the same way. That's yeah. why when I do play golf, most of the time I do not, uh, I don't add, now I keep score, but I don't add up the score yeah. as I go along. I don't want to know. And I just play, and then when I'm done, I do the math, and I'm like, oh, I oh, played pretty good today. Because yeah. if you know that all you need, all I need is, is that all I got to do is par this hole, or and even I'll have bogey my best the best ever, or even a bogey. Yeah, I'll mess it up. <laughs> I'll absolutely mess it up. But mentally, way. 
mentally, the game does not work for me. Well, Most games. The other day, I, I got a uh, a little icon award from Grammarly for using uh, more unique words than ninety percent of the people who use Grammarly. What's wow. Grammarly? It's a uh, it's a little function that help when you're writing. It, it's just sort of like uh, checks your grammar and all that stuff. <laughs> and they they sent me this little thing. I show this to my wife, and she goes, "That's yeah, great." <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. That's awesome. We're very proud. But you remember, and it was a fleeting glory. Grammarly. You know, yeah, Grammarly. Uh-huh. You can just join up if you want. We had had uh, Cal Ripken, in, uh, Jr., in the studio, yep. and I had asked him, because he, I mean, the record that he was going for was a record that was years and years and years in the making of most consecutive games played. And I asked, like, were you, like, when you were getting closer to th- that record, were you, like, worried about just walking down the steps? You know what I mean? You could, you could. Turn an ankle or do something and blow it and blow it. What did he say? He said no. Like you, you just kind of have to go and and live your life the way you've always lived it. Did you have a perfect attendance record, or did you miss it by? I missed it because I was sick one day in sixth grade. Did Did you actually actively fight to get to go in, or did that even matter to you having a perfect attendance? I can't remember what I what I do remember about that one day from kindergarten through eighth grade. I was sick one day from school. What I do remember about that one day I was sick in sixth grade. Is I was fine by the uh, afternoon. In fact, I was outside playing, and my school teacher was giving one of my uh, classmates a ride home. And I was like, hi, Miss D. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I was sick from school, and she just saw me outside. Uh, that's the only thing I remember about it, but I, I was legit sick. That, so, but you were like one of these kids that freaks out because they they want a perfect attendance record. You just ha- you just got it by happenstance. Yeah, I mean, as a result, I have a I think a missing out complex. You know, because okay. I never oh, missed out on anything. Your FOMO. Yeah. 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 Okay. Huh. Uh, with the Jeopardy uh, episode, um, it started to leak that this was going to happen. And That's never happened. I I don't. Do you ever remember on Jeopardy? No, no. because these are shot in advance. I Has anything it, like that ever leaked? I, I you know this is my inner Casey coming out, but I think they I think they might have floated it out there on oh. person because or, or on purpose because there was already you know interest in it. A lot of people were watching, but maybe um, if you heard that this is going to be the last one, it was absolute tune in. Don't miss this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's a weird thing, though, because it's like, well, now I know how it ends. I won't watch. Or now I know how it ends, and I just want to see how it ends. Right. And then it's funny. If you saw that, during that, they were running commercials for Wheel of Fortune. What happens tonight on tonight's Wheel of Fortune has never happened in the history of Wheel of Fortune. Really? Was, I forget. It was somebody used two vowels or whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing. You yeah. know, I said to my wife, well, we got to watch now and see what that's about. Right, but it was really nothing. When they um when they air episodes of Jeopardy in different markets, they don't always air it at the same time no, as they, they air don't. it here, right? Yeah. Do they ever air it um in like uh, early afternoon? Well, Casey, you had a situation where somebody didn't you have? Yeah. Well, my uh, my cousin, Two? my yeah. cousin was <laughs> two on... o'clock in the morning. Uh, my cousin was on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, and, Wheel of Fortune, I'm and sorry. he did a really good job. Like you're not allowed to tell anybody how a- anything ended. Uh, but a friend of so I, I had been waiting for months for this. I didn't know exactly what happened in the episode. I just knew that he was in it, and um, a and couple I, months in advance, right? Yeah, and then I and I don't know if I talked about it on the air that day or if it was you know, hey, I'm anticipating this on Facebook or whatever. But a friend of mine, who I believe lived in like the Boston area, um, <laughs> they flip flop those. So Wheel of Fortune's first, and then Jeopardy is second in Boston, okay. and yeah. bef- I mean. 
the episode is just starting. He's like, oh, man, so sorry that your cousin didn't win. I was like, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you son of a hole. bitch. Really? You friggin' jackass. I hope you Listen, die. Our, yeah. our neighbor, Stephanie, was on Wheel of Fortune, ended up winning a car. No way. But it was, she flat out said, I cannot say anything. They are really... Really strict about this. So they'll take your damn prizes back. That's yeah. part of the yeah. agreement. That's a whole show's predicated on yeah. that. I just came up with a good idea for a game. Ooh. Wheel of Jeopardy. Wheel of Jeopardy. Mm. Where you don't get to pick the category or you, okay. you get what you get. That's not a bad idea. Right? All I right. don't hate it. So if you, have, if you were to have the... Um, the real champions, you have like James come in and Ken Jennings and these guys, you yeah. know, and let's see how good you are. Because we talked about this many times on, on Jeopardy, and that's, it's one of the few games that I really love. Yeah. Um, you get a topic where you can run the topic. It's yeah. like you're on top of the world. But then you'll get, even Alex will make fun of the fact that, oh, opera, you know, and then people oh, just, ah, yeah. oh, yeah. tap out. But that James guy could get everything. 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 Yeah. People were what about uh, Jeopardy of Fortune. Jeopardy of Fortune, Whoa. where you pick a dollar amount and just a letter comes up, and you just have to guess what the word is. How, How about the Price's Wheel? The Price is Wheel. How about Passerty? <laughs> Password in Jeopardy. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, so James, by trade, is a professional gambler, and pe- there were all these conspiracy theories floating around yesterday that he was going to go bet against himself. At, at a casino last night, but there's no way that he could get away no. with it. And, and there, uh-huh. one of his concerns was that um, there are casinos now that won't let him come in because he's so recognizable and yeah. he's so good at gambling that he's not going to be able to gamble professionally mm. at, for a living anymore. Now, he's, he, his, his specialty is sports gambling. Right. Yeah. Um, so, But there was somebody, and it was floating around today, Nick, if you could look for the article that explained the efficacy of his... Of his betting, and then the final thing, because it was an uncharacteristically low bet for him. Oh, last night? Yeah, and it explained why it was actually the smartest move for him to make, and the only one he could make, because we did say he was being, he was... He was against a very strong yeah. competitor. He knows well, how to bet. So the, the, yeah. the dollar that he figured that he came up with, people were suggesting he did it low in order to throw the game or that he wanted to lose. That's not it. Mm-mm. The bet was that if she didn't go all in, he could still win with the bet that he placed. Right. Or if they both got it wrong, maybe he would have Correct. enough left right, over to, right. to go ahead and it, win. So that is probably part of it, He too. knew that she was going to bet a certain amount in order to win and beat right. him by a dollar if he bet everything that he had. Okay. So his bet was designed so that if she didn't do that, he would have a really good chance of winning. Right. I don't think anything he does is by accident. Mm-hmm. Wait, so just back to what you said before that uh, some of the casinos are not wanting him to to play there. But if it's all legal, they can deny him they coming can, in to play? Yeah. They can. be. Listen, because we, we've that. talked about this. And it's a big it. question that I have. They can they can kick you out for counting cards. But if you are counting cards, you're simply playing the game effectively. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you're, sim- you're simply you're you're counting not- the cards and you know the flow of the deck. That's You're simply observing the game. You're not cheating. Yeah. Yeah. You're observing the game as it goes. Yet a casino could say... Get out. Well, and listen, but that's that's deemed illegal. You can't count it, cards in a casino. I understand yeah. what you're saying, but with sports betting, it's not illegal because you can't you're get arrested. You're just betting for it. on a game, so they can deny him. It's not illegal, but it's just a casino policy. Yeah, I mean, if it were illegal, you would straight up be arrested. Okay, for, oh, so, for so right, so the casino counting. policy. But yeah. my point is, is that. If he's just doing sports, sports betting, he's betting on something yeah. a game that someone else is playing, right? So and the, they can deny what? him putting money on that. Exactly, right. but I mean, maybe they could. So, but, but then again, 
look at where he stands now. So Ken Jennings went went on and made, uh, you know, millions plus on his career as the super champion. This guy's star, you know he's going to be back. I'd like to see him go head-to-head against Ken Jennings. Yeah, and, and see well, what that's like. Don't want it that. will happen. Don't, yeah. don't want that to happen. Yeah, I never have understood that casino thing. You're too good at this, so we don't want you here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, what you're other, too good, make, so you're not allowed. It doesn't make sense. Uh, I know. I what, don't understand. What others? They make money hand over fist. Right. Exactly. You're uh, too good at that. You're, uh, you're playing the game within the rules. Um, you can't go away. Well, and they'll keep you if you're losing your shirt. But if you start yeah, to win, then you can't will, play. Yeah. It's almost like they want it to be in their favor. It's a hangover. Yeah. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, like doing something on a plane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right, Steve. So the, I'm sure that they will have the uh, – the, you remember – you know what they ought to do. They ought to have uh, Jennings and Holzhauer and Watson, uh, the three of those, play together. Because oh, remember yeah. they did the Watson thing for a while, the computer, the AI. They had uh, – in the last tournament of champions, they had some some real heavy hitters. And there's, there's, there's one guy who's – you know, uh, James has the uh, the clenched teeth, and yeah. then the there was another guy who wasn't. I, I just can't stand the over clickers. I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the really Stop it! clickers. I know. Yeah. So the uh, Jeopardy yesterday aired at nine thirty a.m. in um, Alabama. There are markets in Alabama that aired that early in the morning. So oh. the, the clips started leaking online mm. yesterday because of that. Okay, right, bastard Alabama, right, right. By the way, Steve, there was one uh, guy that was playing against uh, uh, James that uh, he would he was over clicker, but he held his clicker well below the uh, I know uh, the podium, did. and it looked like he was spanking He's his meat. It. Yeah, while uh, <laughs> while he was trying to guess. Now I couldn't help but notice that you like to pleasure yourself during the game. <laughs> You're a chronic self pleasurer. Tell us about that. Hmm. Uh, now I understand you collect various colored strings. That's the uh, kind of stuff that they talk about. What? game would you be if you were to be on a game show what do you think you'd have the best shot at winning hmm. i i tend to again i am right with you on on the choke factor it so it would not be wheel of fortune for me my wife would rule on wheel of fortune i would love to get her on that show i would probably wheel of fortune i the show i would want to do well on is jeopardy it's the show that i enjoy watching and playing along with the most i, I, can I, kill- I don't i don't have a snowball's chance in hell i'm winning i uh, same same here i can kill it at home get me under those lights and maybe, I, I would be a mess maybe price is right cuz it's fun there's all kinds of different things you, you know, know you'd be good mm-hmm. i think i'd be good at cuz it's kind of a dummies game hollywood squares uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, and that's tic tac toe. Yep. You yeah. agree or disagree? And yeah. Play tic tac toe. I'd mess up the tic tac toe part. Oh, would you? I would pick yeah. the wrong spot and go. Oh my god. What about password? Just <laughs> use What about password? No, I would suck at that too. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, there's a documentary on a guy who was a Price Is Right like freak. I've he, seen the the yes. little icon for it, and I have not gone there yet. What's Is it called good? again? Do you remember? I can't remember. The perfect bid. I can't remember. Schindler's he, List. No, <laughs> not Schindler's yeah. List. Oh, it must be a different movie. It is definitely. It's not Spider-Man. The list of game shows he wanted to play, mm-hmm. but he created a spreadsheet of like all of the items and prizes that they had ever had on that show, and he like memorized all the prices. How did he do? It, well, it ended up working out for him because, yeah. I mean, and, and he lived in the area, too. So he would show up to tapings all the time. And then eventually he got called up to contestants row. And then he won an opportunity and he won the prize or whatever. But when it came to the wheel, I mean, that's just like, yeah. and by the way, luck of the spin. To that point. Yeah. So, okay, so he becomes a, a master of all the items 
you still have to get randomly called out of the audience. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You still have to, you know, what? Yeah. and that alone, the odds are against you on that. Well, the lady that won Jeopardy last night, Emma, she wrote that computer program about how to win at Jeopardy. Like, she, she came up with a program. <laughs> really? And this, yeah, this is what Alex talked about uh, with her in the, in the little interview portion. She's a Jeopardy fanatic, and she's incredibly smart, and she did something like James did, which was learn how to win this game. So she wrote this computer program about, essentially, how to beat Jeopardy. And, and, four, for, and three times, she couldn't clear clear the the audition to get right, on right. and she, and then Alex has asked her how did it how did all that uh, process work out and she goes it really doesn't work. Yeah. Well, the biggest quote unquote cheater one time was on uh, the show Press Your Luck. You remember yes. that? And they're yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. that back, by the way. There was a guy who, and and I still don't think it's cheating. I just think he did his research. He watched how the board, there are all these uh, icons that go around this board, and randomly right, right. the lights would pop up in these squares, and you hit your signaling button, and it would stop on that square, and you would get whatever was there. And big bucks is what you wanted every time. Right. And he had noticed that the square would land in a certain spot before it would go to big bucks. Wow. And he memorized it, and he would just sit there and watch and watch and watch and watch and watch and watch and wait. Boom. Hit it. Nailed it. He got, like, a ton of them in a row and made a whole bunch of cash off of that. And I think they eventually got that money back from him. I think that they... Uh, well, they but that's, he's playing the game right. Yeah. A question on Jeopardy, and as both my wife and I were wondering this. Do you think there is a built-in, um, okay, you're done playing now? In other words... it. If if someone were if someone were were to win for a year straight, yeah, on Jeopardy, because after a while, it's, it's what happened with Ken Jennings. When there's no hope of, or at least, is is, is, right. is does the game then become less interesting to watch because you're watching this guy who has now g- just gone so far, mm-hmm. and there's really no competition. Right, right. Or, or it, it, which which drives audience more? The desire to see a champion continue to win or just to enjoy playing the game? That's a good question. You know? What's well, like a, what Quiz Show is kind of about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he didn't make it. He came that close. Yeah. That close. One more win, he probably would have had it, but second place in, uh, in money and in uh, well, I think he's second place for consecutive wins and not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, I, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The second place before was only 20 wins in a row. But you're right, Steve. He's going to make more money uh, just off of these wins alone. Um, Did you see this Colin here? Call? Yeah, we got we to oh, break. Okay, because okay, no, yeah, we got an interview coming up. So I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate it. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment because we're going to have Vanessa Bear, who's going to be on the show in just a little bit. Doug Benson is calling yes. us, too. So we'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. WMMR All right, and with that, 
You know, we have a guest we need to get to right away. I think she's only got a little bit of time, so uh, we're going to move to traffic in a moment, Kath, if that's cool. All right. Uh, but she has a book out. It is a uh, it's a kid's book, and it's adorable. I, I just uh, flipped through it. Love the concept. Read it cover to cover. Yes, Ooh. as you can with a kid's book. I did. I read read her over here. Cover to cover, but uh, no, it's it's actually really sweet, and it's called How Do You Care for a Very Sick Bear? And we'll get the story behind this. Uh, you know her from her years of uh, Saturday Night Live. This is Vanessa Bear. Yeah. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, how are you? We're doing wonderful. Congratulations on uh, on being an author. This is really cool. Thank you so much. Now the story behind this. So, uh, reading the um, uh, the book, like I said, I, I, I tore through it. It was just it was an easy read, but <laughs> it was very entertaining. No, but um, this is about uh, essentially it's a story about you in in so many words. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I had leukemia. Um, I was diagnosed when I was fifteen, and um, something that I noticed that really made such a difference during that experience was that my friends really rallied around me and really supported me. And um, I've noticed, you know, just as I've gotten older and stuff, that a lot of times people don't know what to do, kids and adults, when they have a friend who's sick or going through some kind of trauma. So I wrote this book to sort of teach people, um, and especially kids, that, like, when you have a friend who's sick, the best thing to do is really to show up and be there for them. Uh, so the book sort of shows different ways to do that, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, I love this concept. Uh, you, you couldn't go to school for, what, like, two, two and a half years, and, and you said your friends would come over and would keep you up on gossip and all that stuff and felt sh- and made you feel plugged in, and that made a big difference in, in your recovery, correct? Yeah, well, I missed I missed a bunch of ninth grade, and then I sort of could go back in tenth grade, but I missed something like I don't know forty five days of school or something. And I, you know, I was just, I, you know, there were a lot of events and stuff and things that my friends were going to that I couldn't go to. Yeah. So, um, you know, they they really kind of you know would come sit with me and you know, you know, let me know what all the gossip that was going on and everything. And yeah, stuff, stuff stuff you you, you want to you want to feel included. Yeah, yeah, and they would make me feel, you know, as included as they could, which was really nice because sometimes, you know, they they would just kind of keep me in the loop, which was really very important to me, especially when you're a teenager and you, you know, you just, you want to be a part of things. Vanessa, my uh, nephew's five. He has leukemia. He's he's doing well. But uh, I, I wanted to ask you about um, organizations that help as well because uh, we've we've found two in our family that have been unbelievably helpful and accommodating. The first is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, especially the one right here in Philadelphia. And the second is Make a Wish. And I know you have a special connection with Make a Wish as well. Yes. Yeah. When I was um, when I was in high school, Make a Wish sent my family and I to Hawaii. And is is he going on a Make-A-Wish trip? He's had a few um, a few, a few small experiences with them. Uh, he lives outside of Washington, D.C. He got to um, participate in Washington Capitals practice uh, and uh, and skate on the ice with Alice Ovechkin and Braden Holtby and a few of these other guys. So he's had some experiences already through Make-A-Wish. But they're just they're unbelievably kind and, and caring. And it's, it's so heartwarming to see places like that help out with kids uh, like my nephew and, and certainly the things that you've done in your past as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's so wonderful about them, too, is, like, you know, there's so much, there's so many, um, you know, physical parts to being sick. You know, there's so much, there's a lot of, you know, places doing research and and helping and all the, the, like, medical stuff. But there's such an emotional and mental element to being sick. And if you can change a kid's outlook and make them feel, you know, see how much 
wonderful stuff there is in the world outside of the hospital and kind of give them hope, it, it really changes everything in, in such a powerful way. Yeah. So that was my experience with Make-A-Wish, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and part of the deal is, and I, and I see it all the time, anybody, you know, I, I've had, you know, I, I had prostate cancer in 2014, and I'm, I'm totally good now. But through that and through encounters with all the charity work we do, you find that people, it, it, it's it's hard to sort of approach People don't know how to approach someone when they're sick, and how oh, that's I, what, me. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what 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 I do? So to start instructing kids about, and, and the kids have a certain honesty a, about things, you know. But again, there's there's no sort of diagram or protocol, and and to help sort of spell it out and say it's okay to reach out and talk, and 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 you know, I've I've seen it happen so many times where people start to put up these uncomfortable barriers, and they don't want to be too invasive, and they don't know what to do. So is that something that you were encountering as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I noticed a lot that when someone was sick or going through something, um, people would be like, well, I'm going to leave them alone yeah. to give them their space. And that's not really for them. That's really for you. You know what I mean? That's because it's scary and you don't know what to do. And so you're choosing sort of to do nothing. Whereas I think and I, and I understand the I understand how scared, you know, how hard that is. But it's just. What I'm trying to say in my book is that, you know, reach out to them. They're your same friend who loves to talk to you and hang out with you. And if they're not up for it, they will let you know. Don't You don't need to assume that about them. Awesome. Well, the book is available now, but what's going on in your uh, your acting, comedy career, all that stuff? Anything happening now? Um, I'm developing a show with Showtime, so we'll see what happens with that. And I'm um, I'm doing some guest spots on different things. I just moved to L.A. So. Ah, so uh, you know, I'm starting to drive again. You know, it's- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you 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 give that up when you're living in Manhattan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, and you know, I went to college in Philly. I have a lot of family in Philly, so uh-huh. I set up. I didn't do that in college either. So you, you yeah. know, I know a lot of people. <laughs> I was just yeah, looking at your bio. I had no idea that you're an Ivy League girl. You went to the you went to Penn. Yes, I did. I did. I loved it. It was so fun. I did a I did a comedy group there. That's sort of how I started doing comedy. Do you do you get back to the area often or no? I do because my grandmother's there, my aunt and uncle are. I have a lot of family there. My cousin, like I have a lot of family there. So at least every Thanksgiving, I'm there. Well, we got we have we have to come on by. we love your stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what Thank part of so much. what part of the area are they from? I mean, exact street address. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll make sure that we'll make sure they're looked out for. Yeah. No, but do you know what part of a town? Philadelphia, but my my other family is kind of closer to Ambler. Okay. So, so while you were going to college here, were you interning for, uh, I I understand you interned on Sesame Street and interned with uh, Conan O'Brien. Were you, was that part of your deal while you were? Yeah, that was so, yeah. I, um, I, I interned over the summers, uh, one summer at Sesame Street and one summer at Conan. And so, yeah, I took the, you know, I took the from Philly, I did my interviews, and yeah, and I and I got those internships, and they were amazing. But it was really cool. Cool. Uh, when when you were at Penn, we used to have this singing group come by our our um, studios all the time. They're called Off the Beat. Are, are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. You weren't a member of yeah. that, were you? You were? No, I oh. I no, I was not. But I auditioned for them, and it's so funny because I auditioned. <laughs> I didn't, they did a freshman, there was a freshman performing arts night where every performing arts group said they needed people. So I, so I, that was the night I got into my sketch group, Bloomers. And so, so anyways, but so I auditioned for Off the Beat because I thought they really needed people. And they didn't. They were so, they're so like famous <laughs> campus. 
And they had all these, like, really great singers auditioning with, like, pop songs, because that's what they sing. Yep. And I auditioned with Give My Regards to Broadway. And I think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they, sing, they sing current music. That's what they do. Yeah. And I think they thought I was insane, but I thought I was doing them a favor. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. You're trying to give them some, some knowledge of the wow. cultural history of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Lesson, but I did get into Bloomers, my sketch group, which really was where I started doing comedy. So it all worked out. But yeah, yeah I, I, I for sure thought that I was going to be helping off the beat out. But I guess, um, you know, they were all set it, or whatever. It all worked yeah. out. And here you have a book that I think is going to make a major difference for yeah. uh, for kids dealing with other kids with uh, with illness. It's a yeah. wonderful uh, concept. Yep. So thank you so much. Congrats on that, and we'll see you sometime soon, Vanessa Bayer. Thank you, Yay! Vanessa. It is called How Do You Care for a Very Sick Bear. Uh, I see a line on hold. I don't see any names or anything on there. Is that our, is that our buddy? Is that the D-man? It, it is. is. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Doug Benson is in town. What? Yeah. Uh, tonight at 7.30. He's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club. And, of course, Doug loves movies. going to be doing that. Um, and let's let's get him on, yeah. man. It's been a little while. Doug Benson! Hey! Morning. Hey, you guys. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, it's all, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, it occurs to us, Doug, that we, we don't see you in person unless there's a roller coaster involved. <laughs> I know. This is, uh, there's a train involved. I'm in the middle of a tour where I'm doing cities where I can get from city to city by train. Wow. So you're the, the, the more adult version of roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you just got to go stand in that part in between the trains, and it's very exciting. <laughs> You're right, you get a little bump in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, so, uh, I love riding. Part. Let's go to the bar car and then the bouncy part. <laughs> <laughs> I love trains. I've always been enamored of the notion of going full like ironweed and attempting to... You know, do the the hobo freight thing, but I, the rails. I yeah, I understand that uh, they pay people to beat people up who do that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's probably not so cool. But are, are you sort of a train guy, a train aficionado? Not really. No, I just like uh, you know being able to um, you know uh, plug in at my seat and yeah. uh, just you know look at the view. It's the, the whole. The whole train thing is very underrated. I think. Mm, I agree. Uh, it's it. I'm, I'm always. I've t- f- there's a, a great train. Uh, it's the what is it, Nick? It's in Scotland. It's oh, the, the, I think it's called the Royal Scotsman. The Royal Scotsman. Yeah. It's, it looks like a great trip, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I have a feeling I, I would go, and I'd be thrilled about going, and then about a day and a half into the trip, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what did I get myself into? So you, you know, it, it, I, I maybe I'll just keep the 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 illusion alive and not follow through on it. I always like taking the train in or out of Philly because. There's one police officer there who's a fan, so he always when I when I roll through, he always grabs me and takes me to like the executive lounge and wow. and uh, gives me the the whole royal treatment. <laughs> and what do you give him in return? Uh, nothing, because you know you can't bribe an officer. That's right, officer of the law. So, D- sir, Doug loves movies. Uh, that's what you're, you're you're coming here for, obviously. And and there's been a lot. I mean. We're off to a good start. We haven't talked to you in a while. What has been rocking your world with the um, the the summer releases so far? Is there any movie or anything you want to impart to us, wisdom wise? We must check out at the theater. What's what what's doing it for Doug Benson at the movies? Well, I got to tell you that um, I'm a, a huge fan of this movie Booksmart. 
Yes, yeah. which is the uh, Olivia um, Wilde, Wild, yeah. and she directed that. Yeah, it's super, super funny. It's really fast-paced. You know, it's not one of these uh, two-hour comedies, and it's uh, it's just really, really entertaining. And, uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk in the media about people are surprised that, like, oh, well, how can something that's as good as that movie is not uh, make more money? But, you know, it's just a... It's a weird marketplace. You can't really, you know, you can't really pick a movie based on its uh, box office. You know, are there are the movies? And we were talking about this, and and the the way things are um, evolving. These, uh, this is something you'd probably expect to end up, um, you know, on Netflix premiering on Netflix. The fact that it got an actual release is is, is pretty wild because you don't the, these movies and, and the more creative, more high concept stuff is ending up going to the streaming services, right? Yeah, well, and the thing about Booksmart is it's really fun to see with an audience because of the laughing together and also because it's got a great soundtrack and it just, you know, it's just cool to see it at a big screen even though it is a smaller story of a couple of, uh, you know, girls on their last day of high school. But also, speaking of... uh, Movies I like. <laughs> terrible, terrible segue there. <laughs> All right, well, you're a pro. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it worked. I, I, you know, of course, John Wick Chapter Three is amazing. I I freaking loved it. I love I love how they started with again the simple the simple story of a you know, small town boy. No, the, the you know the the puppy getting killed in the first one, and here this whole this mythos of the continental and everything. I mean, and. You'll agree, uh, Doug. The the first half hour of that of uh, of uh, John Wick three is worth the price of admission. It's insane. You have to remember to say uh, John Wick chapter three because it makes you sound like a reader. <laughs> chapter three, Parabellum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and you know and what they do with dogs in that movie is like, especially considering the arc of the story that you know this isn't a spoiler. I hope that in the very first movie John Wick loses his puppy. Yeah. So to see the dogs, uh, you know, uh, getting revenge on the uh, you know on the bad guys is the, the whole thing is just so exciting and so much fun. And the dogs eat so much junk in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, those yeah. dogs are like I feel like they. Only eat hot dogs. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, have you? Did you? Now, are you a fan of things like uh, Godzilla? I haven't seen this uh, new Godzilla, but everybody says it's the best American-made Godzilla, which is the most faint praise you could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it, and and I I think uh, the uh, the creatures and I'm a big um, love Godzilla. All that stuff, uh, Ghidra, Ghidorah, and Mothra and all that stuff is great. It's when they focus on the human story that I think it, it falls. But otherwise, as far as spectacle spectacle goes, it's pretty amazing. Uh, what what else is, uh, has rocked your world? That's, those are my uh, big two for, uh, you know, so far this year. That's the, the tricky part is it's, uh, you know, it's so early. And, and you know, the uh, Avengers Endgame, you know, I certainly really liked uh, parts of it. But for me, it was, you know, uh, you know not as satisfying as I, I'd hoped it would be. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was sort of a perfect wrap-up to the all the stuff. We, we, oh, we, yeah. It was good as a conclusion, but it wasn't fun as a movie. Okay. All and right. I wasn't, you know, uh, like I, I really liked the one right before it, of course, the, the Infinity War. Uh, I really liked the way all the like Guardians characters were like uh, filtered in and and were hilarious in that movie. And then in this one, you know, everyone was just sad the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, explain to people who don't know what uh, Doug Love's movies uh, is is uh, about, and if people are unfamiliar with this, which is now a legendary uh, part of entertainment. Well, it's a 90-minute lecture about how I was let down by the Avengers. <laughs> okay. That sounds wow. fun. Yeah, you've changed yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of PowerPoint. I point to some things. Uh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a comedy movie game show or talk show where I uh, bring out some uh, comedian friends and often friends of mine from the President Steve show. <laughs> yes. And uh, we play... Uh, First, we talk about movies a little bit, and then we play, you know, movie-related uh, trivia games. And uh, you know, Steve uh, usually does quite well when he participates. I think I did. I think I uh, Preston and I had a good run. I think I we've, won, all, yeah. we've all had good runs. And uh, you, but you have some real heavy-duty competitors that that come down. I mean, no, no one uh, who is on that stage is is there by accident. They all know their stuff. Well, you don't have to worry about the idiots I have tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got tonight? <laughs> you never reveal, right? Well, you know it's always a secret, but if there's someone uh, you know uh, that works there with you that might be appearing. Tonight. Ah, Ooh. interesting. Very interesting. Okay. And by the way, I won the last time you were here. Yeah, that's true. That's yes. very true. Okay. I've won the uh, Leonard Malton game, I think. Um, when you do Doug, uh, getting Doug with high, or you do the um, Doug Loves movies, I. I you have such a variety of guests. Do you prefer, uh, do you have a preference when it comes to booking the guests for those uh, podcasts, or is it just um, whoever's available and makes you laugh at the time, or, or doesn't it really matter? I like uh, the people that are willing to do it, especially <laughs> the, uh, the the weed show, you know, because you, you got to come on and sit there and smoke weed and, and try to have a conversation. And uh, so if anybody's willing to do it, that has, that has any kind of celebrity at all, I, I'm excited to, to have them. And as far as Douglas Movies goes, it's just mostly comedians, and they're comedians who are all friends of mine because uh, I know so many. And uh, so that's that's the to me the fun part of that is it's always uh, – I, I like doing it with fun people. If someone comes on and they're cranky, I can, uh, I can have a little bit of fun making fun of that, but I'd rather just everybody be happy and have a yeah. good time. Have you ever had someone uh, on the getting uh, dug with high uh, – um, um, where they, after the fact, thought more about it and maybe had issues with it and didn't want you to air it or do any editing or, or yes. Is... yes, all of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there's lots of people. The best one is, uh, you know, Matt Walsh, the hilarious actor from Veep. He um, was uh, on the show, and then you know he thought better of it because he had a, a young child. And he thought, oh, you know, the kid's going to be in school soon, and then hear about it from other people. And uh, I was like, well, you've done crazier things in your movies than, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. than just smoking a little legal weed. But uh, he said, well, please pull it down. I said, well, will you mind making a video uh, explaining why it's not there when people click on that episode. So if you go into the archives and click on the episode that says Matt Walsh, it's still there, like he's done the show. So he's admitting to having been on. And then the video is him saying, hey, I'm sorry, you guys. I just thought about it, and I don't think it should be on the Internet. But, you know, maybe I'll be back on someday, you know, someday in the future. <laughs> so regardless, it's clear that he was on it and was smoking pot. Yeah, he's regardless. admitted it. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so cute about it. He just, you know, the whole episode's gone, but at least there's an apology directly from him. That's nice. Doug, what are your impressions of working with Todd Glass? (laughs) That, uh, you know, whether he's high or not high, he's, uh, he's a hilarious maniac. 
He is so funny. He came in one morning. I think we told you about this. And he, you know, he he loves to wake and bake. And he came in, and and we had a court stenographer here to take down what he was saying. And he started sweating like you would not believe. Uh, so he, I, I think he is because you know, obviously, some people react. They get that paranoia. I think he is. He's a guy who who uh, when he um, indulges can easily succumb to the paranoia. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think, well, you know, as a comedian, Todd is always concerned about, you know, why did this get a laugh? Why didn't this get a laugh? <laughs> exactly. You know, he's already paranoid about his comedy, and then he gets high, and so he has that extra paranoia <laughs> on top of that. So it makes him crazy, but it's so fun to watch. Yeah, has he, has he ever done Doug Loves Movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, he doesn't know anything about movies. <laughs> he does Right, right. So he really uh, he's sitting there in a panic, even though he doesn't have a chance of winning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug, speaking of that, going back to the, the streaming stuff, uh, do, do you touch on any of those, or does, does it have to be a theatrical release for you guys to cover it on Doug Loves and Movies? Well, you know, I just ask people what was the last movie they saw. It's, it's, you know, Netflix and these other streaming services are calling these, you know, they're calling them movies. You know, the, the expression made for TV movies kind of fallen by the yeah. wayside. So it's sort of, uh, you know, the the one thing is that they got to get the movie like into a movie theater, you know, in New York and L.A. for like a week to qualify for like uh, the Oscars. Right. Uh, but I don't know. All you got to do is send it to the voters for the Golden Globes and that sort of thing. So I, I, it's really a, it's a weird landscape, and it also makes it very difficult to see everything because I don't want to sign up for every streaming service just oh, to. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I yeah. agree. And you get these things, and you, you look at your credit card bill, and I'm, I'm sus- I subscribe to that. You don't even know, but I mean, there's these. Everything gets a show at some point that you want to watch, and then. Like they, they they were saying that after Game of Thrones wrapped up, that HBO had a lot of people canceling the service because they're just now what they were watching was over, and it's something they all have to deal with from uh, from time to time. Yeah, hey, yeah, they got they got a lot of people dumping HBO after that. Hey, have you seen uh, Rocket Man yet? No, I haven't, but I you know I already appreciate that it's like. Uh, uh, that it's got you know musical numbers with uh, people dancing around and stuff because uh, you know we already know what El- we you know the whole Elton John story we've already sort of lived it yeah, yeah. So the movie might as well be entertaining on its own rather than just on the shoulders of uh, uh, you know a great character yeah and we already just did Bohemian Rhapsody which was not that and you know it's kind of hard to follow up. Bang Bang, two musical icons mm-hmm. telling essentially the same type or have the same type of movie. I think it's a, a, a pretty cool idea, and I haven't seen it yet, and I've heard a couple of conflicting reviews. I've heard people who absolutely haven't, somebody who was disappointed by it, So, but that's next on my list to get out and see. Yeah, I think it's funny when you watch the trailer for Rocket Man, you just sit there thinking about Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like <laughs> it's it's, uh, it, it's it's unfortunate that they had to be so uh, one right after the other, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping Rocket Man is is the better one. Yeah, the the reviews are are, are pretty solid, and I yeah. I forget what who the reviewer was who said that. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, if uh, mustache on mustache kissing uh, is your thing. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, was that you? I yeah, said yeah, that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready, because you're going to love this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so is tonight sold out or anything, you know? Or what's the story uh, on that? Because it usually sells out real quick. Yeah, I think we're in, you know, pretty good shape. Uh, you know, I just like to talk to you guys even when I don't need you promotionally. There That's you awesome. go. That says a lot. So, by the way, we <laughs> always endeavor to find some sort of... Uh, 
amusement park event, uh, and when we when yeah. we do nail something down, we will alert you of it immediately. Yep. Yeah, I love that. And there are there are a few seats left tonight, so if people jump on it, they'll uh, they'll be able to get in there, and uh, and it's going to be a pretty good time. It's a, a seven thirty start, also, so you know, won't won't keep people out too late. All right, and it's uh, heliumcomedy.com to get those tickets. So, dude, always great to hear from you, and uh, we'll hear post. Yeah, uh, event what goes on, and uh, and we'll talk again real soon. All right, my man. Awesome, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Doug Benson. Yeah, he's the best. He is that great. that show is so much fun to go to. I I mean I've I've been on the panel and I've sat back and watched it. And yeah, it's just a blast. It's really really fun, and the, and the creativity in the audience. With the signs they bring out is hilarious. You know he's living the life. Yeah. You know he's all yeah. these different shows are right. You know are are so him. And uh, he, I don't know honestly how he juggles all of that stuff, but he manages to do it. I love that he's that he's found this niche and, and held on to it for years yeah, and yeah, years yeah. now. I mean, I'm talking about the movie thing, not just the pot smoking thing, <laughs> because his stand up alone is just a riot. He's he's just natural. He just kind of rolls with it. He's got routines, but he just kind of flows in and out. Yeah. But the fact that he can and put on this show with the, that's movie centric and all these games and stuff, it's great, man. Yeah, yeah. he's the best. So uh, we skipped traffic. Oh no! Let's get back to it, and then we are going to take a break. But not before I give something away, so don't stray, Kathy. What's going on? Pennsylvania Turnpike eastbound jams Norristown to Fort Washington. The left lane blocked with an accident. Westbound jams Ben Salem to Fort Washington on the Blue Route. Northbound, it's heavy McDade Boulevard to Route 1 southbound, Route 1 to Media, 95 southbound. Jams from Academy to Girard, a disabled tractor trailer that was in the center lane. It looks like it's uh, has just cleared south of Allegheny. Uh, so we do still see the backup there. Vine Expressway westbound, heavy Ben Salem to the Schuylkill, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, backing up from the Blue Route into Belmont, and then City to the Vine, westbound, Pashyank to the Vine, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to King of Prussia to Pony Palmyra Bridge, back down after an open traffic moving in both directions, but it is jammed. And then in New Jersey, <clears throat> 42 Freeway northbound, heavy the Black Horse Pike to 295. Southbound, heavy College Drive to the Atlantic City Expressway, the left lane closed with construction. And then 55 northbound, jam Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Walgreens at Walgreens. You get the expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies and download download tools to help you stay on track. Talk to your Walgreens pharmacist today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. These are my testing supplies. Ah. <laughs> that's the beatus. The beatus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am going to give away a uh, chance for you to join up Marissa on the Bruise Cruise. It's coming up on the 20th. It is a Thursday. Uh, Marissa and the MMR are going to be hosting this event on the Spirit of Philadelphia. I'm going to take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, it's newly renovated, and the Bruise Cruise will be a hell of a good time. Boarding begins at 630. Uh, the cruise starts at 7 and goes to 930. So if you're at least 21 years of age and you want to join, callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give you tickets to that right now. Want me to play out with a song? Yeah. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> You know, I have diabetes. I've not heard this in ages. You know, I have diabetes. These are my testing supplies. Call Liberty. Diabetes, Vetus, 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 Vetus. These are my testing supplies. There it is. These are my testing supplies. Diabetes, Vetus, 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 Vetus. When I say diabetes, when I say diabetes, diabetes, Vetus, 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 Vetus. 
Remember the early days of YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Got some B-File stories you're going to love. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do the B-File A-game. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with this one. The chest of a 60-year-old man burst into flames during surgery. Two anesthetists have reported to a conference. Uh, the patient was admitted to the hospital for surgical treatment for a tear in his aorta via a procedure known as a sternotomy, during which he was anesthetized by a mixture of an inhaled gas mixture called sevoflurane and an intravenous propofol infusion. Propofol! Uh, during the operation, it was noted that a section of the man's right lung lay close to his sternum. Now, despite careful scalpel work... One of the lungs' air-filled sacs, known as a bulla, was nicked, causing the anesthetist to report a significant air leak. So to compensate for leakage flows uh, from the anesthetic machine, uh, I'm sorry, flows from the anesthetic machine were increased and 100% oxygen was pumped into the lungs. Wow. Unfortunately, the patient was also undergoing a common procedure known as a diathermy, in which electrical current is used to raise the temperature in selected parts of the body. Combination of the heat, the oxygen, and the presence of a dry surgical pack next to the surgical site combined to start a fire in this guy's chest. Dear God! It was immediately extinguished with the patient uninjured and none the wiser, though. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Take it out of full yeah, yeah. fire extinguisher. Uh, there you go. You're good now. The incident was only... Thank you for putting out that fire that you caused in my chest. Uh, it was only the eighth related, uh, eighth surgery-related chest fire to have occurred since the turn of the century. Right. Only eight. Yeah. Four of the others arose in... It's not like there were ten. ...patients uh, being operated on for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. That's pretty wild. You had a story a while ago that was very similar. Yeah. You know what? Here, let me find this other story. It has to do with uh, an open-heart surgery... Uh, and it kind of ties into that. Hang on, let me see. If, you know what? It may be buried too deep amongst the file because I have a whole lot of stuff. There. There. No, here it is. I okay. got it. Uh, Dr. Mark Forrest knew he had to act fast to save the life of a man that he watched go into cardiac arrest after a motorcycle accident. So this is right here where this accident took place. So this guy cracked open the guy's chest right there on the road and brought him back to life. He gave him open heart surgery. Oh, my God. On the side of the road. Uh, it happened in uh, Delamere, England, where Forrest is a medical director at the Cheshire Fire and Rescue Service. Uh, he said, when they arrest in front of you, they literally die in front of you. And he can't wait 10 or 15 minutes. It's got to be now. So he performed emergency heart surgery right then and there. He said, I gave everyone the heads up that we were going to do it, but I don't think people quite realized what we meant. So he's telling these other yeah. people, I'm going to cut this guy's chest open. And he went in. Jesus. Open it up completely on the roadside. See, that's saved like his the, life. the time you gave that lady the tracheotomy when oh she my slipped God. and fell in the supermarket. Yes. Absolutely. Or there was a woman who was having trouble making up her mind, and yes. I had to perform an immediate tracheotomy. Yep. So how did he cut the chest open? Uh, well, he was he's a medical. He, he was there. To, did he karate chop it? No, he didn't karate <laughs> chop it. <him. laughs> 
Uh, he's from the Cheshire Fire and Rescue Service, so they were there oh, to administer, uh, okay, uh, serve you know to to help him out. But this is like using a spork. No, normally they would throw you in the ambulance and take you back to the hospital. But they had to do it right there. Of, yeah, so he managed to get a pulse, and the man identified as John O'Brien made a full recovery. He said, "I think we're all quite stunned that we'd managed to get this guy back." Uh, Forrest said he had never performed heart surgery under such conditions until he sprang into action that day. I'm having this image of the guy opening up his chest with a golf tee. Uh, he had only practiced and taught on-the-spot surgery using mannequins and simulations, but uh, he has good news uh, for other first responders who might be in the same situation one day. He said you drill and drill and drill for it, and that really helps when you have to do it. Uh, these two, Forrest and O'Brien, uh, met in May at a ceremony where Forrest received recognition from the local fire chief. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Kathy sent me this B-File story. This is great. A real estate sign that was washed away during Hurricane Sandy just showed up in France. No way. Diane Turton Realtors of Point Pleasant posted a photo to their Facebook page of one of their rental signs lying on the beach in France. Now, how I got there is truly an incredible story. The sign was discovered by beachgoer uh, Hans Frank on the shores of Bordeaux, France. Uh, the Diane Turton Realtor sign belonged to the Wall Branch and was most likely from one of their waterfront listings. It's believed that the sign was washed away during Hurricane Sandy and made impossible journey all by itself from the Garden State of France. That's five years ago, folks. <laughs> yes, I would like to purchase the home once owned by Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you calling from? France. Uh, so it had been floating in the Atlantic Ocean for five and a half years and slowly made the trip all the way to Europe. Badly damaged and worn from the surf, the sign was still legible. And uh, after some Internet research, the Frenchman was able to contact Diane Turton, Realtors, and let them know about the incredible find. After posting the story on their Facebook page, the realty company boasted that they are now truly a global real estate company. We should pay to see if we can get a Tom Skiffington sign up on Mars. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Well. All right, and then we'll do one more story. Wrap up with this one. A fuming wife bit her hungover husband's penis in an argument after he refused to join her for breakfast. Uh, Chum Vung. Chum Vung? Yeah, chomped on her husband's genitals in retaliation for him violently biting her ear. This doesn't sound like a happy marriage. No, it doesn't. The but how, 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 are you, how, how do you gain access to the genitals? Uh, that's a good question. Well, this happened the morning after the parrot indulged in heavy drinking session. Now, she had called out to her husband, Lai Leap, uh, to have some food at their home on Saturday morning. F you, chum. Uh, but her husband was suffering from a bad hangover and ignored three calls from his wife while trying to go back to sleep. His angry wife stormed into his room, tried to drag him out of bed, causing a furious argument. Lee is alleged to have then chomped on his wife's ear, which caused her to retaliate by plunging her teeth into his penis. Well, she wins that fight. I think so. Uh, she then bit his right testicle, causing severe bleeding, prompting howls of pain from him. Ow! Oh, uh, you con- bit my testicle. Uh, concerned neighbors went to intervene before police arrived at the bloody scene. Oh, my God. Uh, the husband was rushed to the hospital where medics treated his genital injuries. Have you uh, ever zipped up your junk and closed oh, a cut? God. It One bleeds time. like nobody's business. It does. It didn't bleed that bad, but I was at Citizens Bank Park. I, I, I was like... You've got to be effing kidding me. I caught a little bit of of sack in a zipper years ago, and it. I thought I was going to bleed out. I've cut it shaving before. 
Yeah. Uh, like almost every time <laughs> that I groom my nether regions, I, I nick something. It sucks. Yeah, it's bad, man. Cobb said that neither the husband nor his wife wanted to press charges, by the way. They blame the assaults on both of them drinking heavily the previous evening. So, Well, they worked it out. Maybe they'll patch things up. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is uh, the bizarre file for now. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. We'll see if you have been paying attention this morning because we'll have a lesson question. And we'll get to the uh, trash and music news as well. Not too far away, so stick close. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In the meantime, we're going to do a lesson question for today. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets for a live taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Mr. Steve Morrison. And this will be on Thursday, June 13th. Uh, So the question that we are going to go with is, what Guns N' Roses song helps people get through the death of their cats? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you true. Answer. Yeah, what Guns N' Roses song helps people get through the death of their cats? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A D Moyer. A D Moyer Lumber is celebrating eighty years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, former drug lord and current federal prisoner El Chapo Guzman being denied the request to get at least two hours of outdoor recreation per week. El Chapo had hoped to participate in the twice-weekly all-death row Zumba classes. (laughs) Danielle Bregoli, a.k.a. rapper Bad Baby, had to be rushed off a boarding flight to an L.A. hospital after experiencing intense stomach pain. Doctors quickly determined Bregoli's stomach had ruptured from constantly swallowing her pride. And finally, Fergie filing to get her original pre-Fergie name back after her divorce from Josh Dumal is made final. Fergie says she misses being plain old Vagilabia Lake and Slit. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, your Hollywood trash. That it is. All right, we'll see if somebody knows. Uh, the answer to today's lesson question, what Guns N' Roses song helps people get through the death of their cats? I will go to Rob, who thinks he knows the answer. Hey, Rob, good morning, sir. Good morning. Rob, what GNR song is going to help you get through the death of a cat? Welcome to the jungle. You got yeah! it. Hang on, Rob. Nice job. We are going to give you a pair of tickets for the live taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Steve Morrison, Thursday, June 13th, 6 p.m. Then after the podcast, you get to tour the exhibits. Marvel, Universe of Superheroes, explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials. Now open at the Franklin Institute. You can get tickets and info at fi.edu. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, and it's brought to you by 
Deets and Watson, real Philly deli. Uh, Want to know uh, Philly's best kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. Let's begin with the band Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, their guitarist, Zoltan Bathroy, has said in a new video from the band... <laughs> That was a perfect pause just to fit it <laughs> yeah, in there, Steve. Right. <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch. The new video from the band's current recording sessions uh, in this new video is that uh, its eighth studio album due out later this year is sounding, quote, nasty. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, Bathory explained in the clip, man, so far this record is going to be, it's nasty. Some nasty riffs. Nasty. So the vocals are great. Kind of like War is the Answer, the way of the fist is a little bit. Uh, for some reason, the kind of uh, the music is kind of shifting back to that heavier side. And, man, I'm really, really curious to see how it's going to turn out because, wow, I'm very, very happy with what's happening. Five Finger Death Punch is recording its eighth album with its regular producer, Kevin Churko, the Canadian record producer engineer and songwriter who works out of his private Las Vegas facility, the Hideout Recording Studio. So that's where they're working. Look at the picture of this band, this band there. I know. They are uh, they're the real deal. Yeah. Uh, ghost leader Tobias Forge yeah. says that, uh, yeah, he can see himself. I'm nasty, too. <laughs> he said that he can see himself at some point playing guitar with the band live while he leaves the lead vocals to someone else. Asked if he'd like to play guitar on stage with Ghost Forge, replied, obviously, I'm conditioned into being the singer guy. Uh, but I would if, like to play the ukulele. But uh, if I have my way, and definitely in an alternative future, if whatever happens, I could definitely picture myself sort of getting someone else to sing, and I just play guitar. Forge, who writes all the material for Ghost and plays guitar in the studio, said, I love playing those songs myself. Obviously, I don't do it very often, and if... If I'm just given a guitar, I have to refresh my memory, and the more time I spend jumping around doing other things, the less I play guitar. As soon as I go in the studio again, I have to really get my chops up again. Uh, Tobias recently confirmed to Revolver that he will return to the studio in January of next year to begin work on the follow-up to 2018's prequel album. Prequel debuted last uh, June at number three on the Billboard 200 chart. Yola the chart topping uh, songs Rats and Dance Macabre, which we played earlier this morning. And uh, one more quick thing I like this. Slash has once again praised Greta Van Fleet, a popular young act who have nevertheless been criticized for sounding too similar to Led Zeppelin. As for his opinion of Greta Van Fleet by Guitar Interactive, Slash said, I can't say that I listened to him, but I love the fact that they're sort of coming from a pure place. I have to admit the stuff I hear or heard. Uh, does sound very reminiscent of Zeppelin, and I've heard some stories about how they were raised on that, and it's all good. They said when they put on their next record, we'll see if they can branch away from that and become their own band. But at the same time, the fact that they're having success is opening up doors for a lot of other kids. Earlier this year, Slash had said that the Young Michigan outfit was opening the door for other up-and-coming rock artists. He believes there is a wave of new rock bands coming, saying that there's a thing happening, bubbling under the surface, with kids right now that are going to rock and roll for what I would call all the right reasons, as opposed to trying to be celebrities before they can put together five chords. Do you so, think that there is now, because of um, movies like Bohemian Rhapsody and this, this 
I don't know. There, there seems to be a lot of kids into straight up rock, yeah. like kids. You yeah. know. Yeah, Do you I think, think this portends the sec, well, whatever coming this would be of of a rock resurgence. I and and as much as it, I love rock music, and it is, you know, it's my music of choice and always has been. I I think pop is just and and hip hop has taken over as far as you know, as far as being the biggest. Right, and it uh, has right format, now. Format. But does it does it start to uh, feed upon itself, and does its similarity I don't know. with itself start to diminish it? I don't know. There needs to be an unseen revolution of sorts, like grunge happened. Grunge took what was what was rock at the time yeah. and and flipped it over and uh, and made a new sound. That has to happen. Um, now, what that'll be, I, I, that's anybody's guess. But, yeah. but it's got to be, it's not just good rock bands here and there. It's got to be a complete switch and uh, and a flood of of sound coming in. How about... I mean, because when, when um, you know, when Nirvana hit, well, it was, they're already teed up was Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots and, uh, you know, a bunch of other bands that weren't necessarily big, like, like Soul Asylum and, and things like that, but were in... They were they were already loaded into the magazine. Yeah, you know? Nar- I mean, Nirvana opened the door. Yeah, yeah, and, and then oh, okay. So there's got to be that bubbling undercurrent that's happening, and then all of a sudden, when one breaks through, that there's a flood of all these other sounds to come in to support that as well. So okay, I don't know if that's happening or not. I have no idea. Well, It'd one thing nice that is that. happening is is what you were alluding to, Steve, is uh, the the resurgence of music that already does exist, mm-hmm. and I think the the Danny Boyle movie yesterday is an example of that too. Is that people rediscover. Yeah. The Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Pink Floyd and and Queen and Elton John and there's an audience for that and there's a new audience buying that music for the first time pre-existing yeah. catalogs right yeah well, yeah that's like my son I mean he, he when he found out about Elton John I say found out yeah but, you know uh, when he heard the movie was coming out he's like well I'm going to go get the greatest hits right now and I'm gonna I'm gonna find out about this guy what I don't know so yeah yeah they're buying into that and then he's like um, well. You know, I was watching the the wall live. He's like, "What is this?" And I told him about. it. He's like, "Well, I'm going to go listen to that right now." I'm like, oh, "Awesome!" Well, there's a whole bunch of people who have the only idea they have of Elton John is of the of the Schmaltz here. Yeah, ladders. you and, yeah. You and uh, Nick uh, Murphy were talking yeah, about yeah, that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, when, uh, yeah when, Nick Murphy. When he was growing up, the the Elton John was, you know, I guess what they they call it the blues, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the more AC adult contemporary stuff was existing at the time, and maybe he wasn't aware of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and 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 uh, Brown Dirt Cowboy and yeah. all those other huge albums that had loads of material that had kind of been at that time were, were resting, uh, and now it's resurfacing, and, yeah, and it's awesome. So you know, it's it's opening up some doors for people, which is cool. But we'll see where it goes. It is a nice uh, it's a nice thing to have happen. Now. I like it. Yep, all I right. like it that. Let's uh, let's do this. We have, uh, yeah, uh, Spirit of Philadelphia, this event with uh, Marissa coming up, the Brews Cruise. It's on the 20th. It is a Thursday, and we'd like you to go to it. Um, we'll take uh, caller 7 and 8 at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21. Marissa's going to be hosting this event, and you want to check out the open beer bar along with the awesome views. Uh, boarding begins at 630. The cruise is from 7 to 930. Uh, 215-263-WMMR, and you'll get passes to that. We'll come back in a moment, and as we wrap up the show, we'll be giving away our uh, Tattoos Day, too, so you still have some time to text the word tattoo to 39333. Be back in a moment. All right, you heard the man, podcasters. We've got a theater to fill. 
So if you would like to win a pair of tickets to the Dark Phoenix screening, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. The screening is this Wednesday, so you got to email right now. Good luck. It is 1027. It's about time to wrap up our radio program. And it has been a fun show today. And the fun is not over because I would like to give our Tattoos Day award out. We had uh, people text in the word tattoo. And we randomly chose a winner. And it is Matt Tutrice. No, that's wrong. No. Uh, what? Tutorice. 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 I don't know. It's T-U-T-U. It's Tutu Rice. That's how you say it. That's how you spell it anyway. T-U-T-U-R-I-C-E. How would you say that? Tutu Rice? Tutu Rice? Tutu Rice? Sion Kong Kong. Hey, Matt, Sion Long Kong Kong to you because we have got uh, a $350 gift certificate from World Famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And uh, by the way, Matt is from Birdsboro, PA. Home of Bob Marley. And you will find <laughs> World Famous Philadelphia Eddie's at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top artist. Like Kyle Fitzpatrick. You can see his work on Instagram at Kyle underscore Fitzpatrick underscore or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So congrats, man. We'll uh, see your Preston and Steve tattoo uh, in the very near future. Uh, thank yous. So Vanessa Bayer was on the program. Yay! Former SNL alum or alum, I guess. Former yeah. SNL cast member would have been the right way to say it. Aluminum. She's got a new children's book. It's called How Do You Care for a Very Sick Bear? It's actually a very sweet book. Uh, she had leukemia when she was a kid, and uh, her friends helped keep her um, mentally happy, you know, and which is a big part of her recovery. And that's what this is about. I love the idea. Uh, it's It's such a perfect book. And our good friend Doug Benson, always Yay! great. Talk to Doug. Get some tickets while you can. If they are not sold out yet tonight at 7.30, Doug is at Helium Comedy Club for Doug Loves Movies. And there's probably going to be a special guest there tonight. So make sure to check that out. And thank you to the Spirit of Philadelphia for coming in, feeding us, giving us some giveaways. Uh, Marissa is going to be on the Broods Cruise on the 20th of this month. It is a Thursday, and the MM Army will be there. And boarding begins at 6.30. The cruise is at 7.30 or 7 to 9.30. Uh, and you will want to go to spiritofphiladelphia.com to get all the information and get on board. And there's an open beer bar and a whole deal. So nice. Marissa knows how to party. She will show you the way. Uh, we should do the letter of the day. So, Case, you going to do it? Yazoo. Yeah, right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. You, as in Unionville. All right. And we have... Four Hershey Park tickets and an overnight stay for four. Uh, every Hershey Park ticket is packed with more than 70 attractions, including 14 coasters, an entire water park, and the all-new interactive gaming ride, Reese's Cup Fusion. And you can save on tickets at HersheyPark.com. Hershey Park, happiness is best when shared. So we will give that away on Friday. A reminder, we have a couple of new Daily Rush videos that are up and running. Our Keenan's uh, event uh, if you want to see all the contests and stuff that we did for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. And we also have one called Casey Forgot the Sports Intro. Oh, I got the yips. Remember that? Oh, that's right. And it says, and in sports this morning, Scream, Ty Pennington, Woo, Dolphin, Chocolate, Wii U, <laughs> Doorbell. 
So we don't know what the exact order was. No, honestly, yeah. you do it so long, and then when you fall out of sync, it screwed you oh, up, and you yeah. were having to deal with it. It was an emotional crisis. It really was. You guys helped me through it, though. You did, man. That's what we're here for. Daily Rush video is brought to you by Punchline, Philly Comedy Club Restaurant, and Bar. Uh, we will thank our sponsors who are responsible for putting this program on or helping us put this program on. And I want to thank uh, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International. Also, Armor, Metals, and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs, plus West Virginia Tourism. Uh, it draws you in, and it pulls you back. It's pure and unspoiled. West Virginia, almost heaven. Tomorrow, for Christchurch. We'll talk to him, yeah, which is cool. And then Marissa secured this guest. She uh, had noticed him initially. Uh, he's 96-year-old World War II vet, Roland Scarinci. Uh, and if you went to the Phil's game a couple of weeks ago, he's the guy that played the harmonica America the Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, which is pretty damn cool. So I think he might be performing for us tomorrow morning, which is great. Very nice. And uh, Fox Good Day, we'll do a check-in with him. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. The Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Line. To my douchebag of a director of my department, you'll send out an email in which you're criticizing someone when they shouldn't be seeing it. You think you're so smart? Well, you know what? I can't wait for the day when I can finally just leave that place, you douchebag. Next message. Uh, hello, this is uh, Tony Danza, and I wanted to wish Nick's dad a happy birthday. I heard you're my number one fan. All right, well, happy birthday to you. Next message. Thanks for the spoiler alert. Jeopardy? Yeah. The Preston and Steve Love You Hate You line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell it for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents him phase clan and checkpoint xp gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture like sam regal from critical role and one of the best smash players in the world hungry box of team liquid so if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games make sure you're subscribed to the checkpoint xp daily podcast for new episodes monday through friday Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.